93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Wednesday, February 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Tiger Woods is awake, recovering from significant injuries after his SUV struck a sign, crossed over a raised median and two oncoming lanes before it toppled down an embankment coming to a halt on its side. The airbags deployed. A sheriff's deputy poked his head through a hole in the windshield to see Woods still wearing his seatbelt, still in the driver's seat. The crash caused significant injuries all down his right leg and uh, featured rods, pins, and screws during what was described as a long surgical procedure at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. So I just happened to be turning, turning the uh, the channels yesterday and I came across the, the, the shot of the, the vehicle overturned yeah. to Tiger Woods and I'm like, oh, I'm, in a second, I'm going to hear Tiger Woods is dead. dead. You look at that wreckage, you're oh, like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. yeah, the car was mangled. A statement on his Twitter account said that he was awake, responsive, and recovering. I will say that it's very fortunate that Mr. Woods was able to come out alive, said Carlos Gonzalez, the deputy from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, who was the first on the scene after a neighbor called 911. And I think we have a clip uh, of the sheriff speaking about it. Okay, here we... Wait, the sheriff or... I, I have De- a deputy. Chief. Okay. Deputy. Yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> we had a fire chief and a deputy. You can play both of them. Here's play Deputy Gonzalez. Here we go. Okay. Uh, when I arrived on the scene, uh, Mr. Woods was uh, seated in the driver's seat. I made contact with him, and I ensured that he was able to speak to me. I asked him what his name was. Um, he told me his name was Tiger, and at that moment, I immediately recognized him. Um, I asked him if he knew where he was, what time of day, just to make sure he was oriented. Um, he seemed as though he was lucid and uh, and calm. And then the fire chief also uh, made a statement. All right, and here's that. Upon arrival of the scene of the incident, a resource and personnel from the Los Angeles County Fire Department observed the person trapped, extricated by the Los Angeles County Fire Department personnel. The person was packaged at the incident in stable condition with serious injuries, and because of the fact that they needed to be extricated. They were transported to Harbor UCLA Hospital. The single car crash was the latest setback for Woods, who at times looked unstoppable on the golf course with his 15 major championships and record tying 82 victories on the PGA Tour. He is among the most recognizable sports figures in the world and at 45 with a reduced schedule from nine previous surgeries remains golf's biggest draw. He won the 2008 U.S. Open with a shredded uh, knee ligaments and two stress stress fractures in his left leg. His personal life imploded on Thanksgiving weekend of 2009 when he was caught having extra extramarital affairs and he returned to win his 11th award as PGA Tour player of the year and reached number 1 and then after four back surgeries that kept him out of golf for the better part of 2 years he won the Masters in April of 2019 for the fifth time a victory that ranks among the greatest comebacks in the sport now it's no longer a matter of when he plays again the Masters is 7 weeks away but if he plays again no charges were filed and police said that there was no evidence that he was impaired yeah, I mean, that was the, his back was such a pernicious issue, Preston, for so long. Well, he and just had surgery not that yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, He's reco- currently cover- recovering from it, so I, I can't imagine this helped him. No, long. no. Yeah. And, and so that question that you just mentioned, yeah, will, will he ever he play? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Yep. The school district of Philadelphia partnered with the City Health Department and Children's Hospital of Philadelphia to vaccinate education workers. So far, officials with CHOP say they've vaccina- vaccinated 1,000 staff members in the city's education field who will or have already come into direct contact with students. The doses are 
are also available to employees of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia schools, charter schools, and independent mission schools as well. The Roberts Center in South Philadelphia is the first site in operation. Dr. Ron Karen, the attending physician, senior vice president, and chief medical officer at CHOP said they'll be expanding next week to six school-based sites throughout the city. The goal is to complete the two-dose vaccination series for all student-facing personnel in the city within six weeks. The new effort comes as the Philadelphia School District plans to have employees face-to-face with students again. The district is planning on launching hybrid learning for students in grades pre-K through second. The district says getting a vaccine is not mandatory for employees to come back to work. However, it is highly recommended. The start date of Monday, March 1st is all contingent on the school district and the teachers union agreeing on safety standards, especially proper ventilation. Mediation with a third party continued on Tuesday. May Cryer of Levittown, one of the very first Rosie the Riveters, recently received a surprise of a lifetime via Zoom from Boeing CEO David Calhoun. Calhoun announced the aeronautical company will soon launch a flight into space in honor of all Rosie the Riveters, the millions of women who joined the workforce to help during World War II. Boeing is sending Rosie the uh, Riveters Rosie the Rocketeer, a robot, uh, to in a capsule to the International Space Station. Uh, Cryer is a North Dakota native who became a Rosie when she was only 17 years old. That summer in Seattle, she joined Boeing and began working on the aircraft. Cryer says that she takes pride in building the Boeing V-17. She was also instrumental in getting the Rosie the Riveter Congressional Gold Medal Act passed in 2019. While she's excited about the Rocketeer, Cryer has another big wish. I've got one last thing to do before I meet my maker and that is i'd love to see a rosy statue on our world war ii memorial in washington and they tell me that's hard to do and i say it wasn't easy getting our mask into space either crier said boeing's cst 100 starliner space taxi with rosie the rocketeer was moved to its florida launch complex uh, in preparation for next month's uncrewed test mission to the international space station in sports this morning The Sixers bounced back from their loss over the weekend with a 109-102 win over the Toronto yeah. Raptors. Tobias Harris scored 12. Scored 12 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter as the Sixers ended Toronto's four-game winning streak. Joel Embiid made only three of 13 shots, but still finished with 18 points, 12 rebounds, and six turnovers. Furkan Korkmaz had 19 points and made a five of the team's 17 three-pointers. The Sixers are back home tomorrow night with a game against the Dallas Mavericks and tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. Flyers captain Claude Giroux was one of the first skaters to take to the practice ice yesterday at the Flyers skate zone. Giroux was out for an NHL mandated 14 days after he tested positive for the coronavirus on February 9th. After practice, Drew said, for a few days there, I had it pretty bad, but after three, four days, I felt pretty good, and I feel great now. Jake Voracek, Voracek Travis Konechny, Oscar Lindbaum, Scott Lawton, and Justin Braun remained out of practice and won't play tonight. The still shorthanded Flyers are back home at the game against the New York Rangers. The puck is scheduled to drop at 7 o'clock. And Philadelphia's Health Commissioner, Dr. Thomas Farley, said that the city will most likely ease back restrictions on fans allowed at sporting events, but would not put a number on how many fans would be allowed in the arenas and ballpark. It will likely start at about 10 to 20 percent capacity.
capacity. According to Farley, the state will also have input on how many fans are allowed in the ballpark at the start of the Philly season. In addition to the Phils, the Flyers and Sixers could see some fans allowed into their games in the coming weeks. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. Looking at uh, stuff that we have going on today, uh, it's a Wednesday, so that means we have a secret text word. And uh, we have a chance for you to win a pass to attend the at-home virtual world premiere of Coming uh, Coming to America 2, the highly anticipated sequel to Eddie Murphy's hit film. Of course. So I want to see this. I know you want to see it. So uh, text word secret to 39333. It's going to be March 3rd, and uh, the premiere is going to include interactive elements like a post-screening celebration where guests are invited to mix a cocktail with a guest bartender, enjoy live music, talk about their favorite moments from the movie, and so on. Uh, So that's coming up on March 3rd, and it will officially... Launch on Amazon Prime Video March 5th. So looking forward to, excuse me, text word secret to 39333. We will see if you win. Two different ways to win, of course, in that. Uh, We also have joining us today, actor Walton Goggins. Very excited to talk to this guy. He's been in so much great stuff. Yeah, including a few uh, Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah, The Hateful Eight. And uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, Justified, Sons of Anarchy, uh, The Shield. He's known for so much. And Preston, he just worked on Fat Man. I know. With Mel Gibson. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll spend some time talking to him. He's he's promoting The Unicorn. Yeah, it's uh, a funny show. On uh, CBS 3. He's in the Marvel Universe, too, as well, guys. That's right. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, my God, that's right. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the, uh, the, the arms dealer or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's right. I forgot about that. So uh, we'll spend some time with him in the 9 o'clock hour. We also have a stop on Fox Good Day this morning. And we have some movie passes and another virtual screening to give away. I can give away uh, three of these right now, actually, for the Martanian. Uh, and this is going to be tonight, actually, at 730. So keep that in mind if you want to win this. 215 263 WMMR, and it is available wherever you rent movies on March 2nd. So let's take three callers, and we'll set you up with that. And that's just the beginning of the giveaways, because we have several things that we can have your chance to win this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up next, and uh, then we will see the day fold out before us. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, uh, stupid question prize, Blu-ray combo pack of the Crudes and New Age and uh, Black History Month. So, I got these questions, great series of questions from Craig Legans from the comic book guru. So, I appreciate that, Craig. And this one has to do with a comic uh, question. And keep this in mind. We were just talking about, uh, you know, our guest later on, Walton Goggins, is in the Marvel Universe. So my question for you is, what was the first big-budget movie adaptation of a Marvel comic? 215-263-WMMR. What was the first big-budget movie adaptation of a Marvel comic? It's Black History Month. Keep that in mind. Let's see if you know the answer to that question. And that is correct. Okay. So you uh, win a Blu-ray combo pack of the cruise. Congratulations. (laughs) 
So we'll go through some birthdays today, Wednesday, February 24th, and we'll begin with Barry Bostwick. I like Barry Bostwick. Who we remember as Brad from Rocky Horror Picture Show, and yeah. then he went on to Spin City, and then uh, did some talk show stuff and so on. Yeah. He's in one of my favorite bad movies of all time called Megaforce. I remember the title. Bunch, I don't remember bunch the bunch of guys in spandex and headbands driving flying motorcycles. Wow! Oh, it's bad. It was directed by Hal Needham, who did okay. Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, uh, Barry celebrates his seventy-sixth birthday today. Uh, oh, Rupert Holmes! Oh birthday my God! Today. One of Pierre Robert's favorites of all time. He morphed into a, a seething monster when the song. <laughs> Here's a guy, it's so funny because Pierre's young music is everyone can experience it. And he means that. But he just hates this song. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I make it no bones about it. Yeah, I find like it, it I find yeah. it fun. Yeah. Uh it's it's a cute little story about two people that are sick of each other and then they and find they, out they yeah. find out they really they were meant for each other. Oh. Uh he went on to very big success on Broadway. He's written a lot of stuff for uh, musicals and Joe Books. This Kate. song is in Guardians, right? It, it is, okay. and in fact, uh, music from Guardians will come up a couple of times during this uh, um, during this entertainment report. But uh, Case, you you weren't familiar with the uh, no, I the just story. thought it was about Pina Coladas. No, no, no. no. The, yeah. So the story it's a big is story. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, uh, this guy, and uh, he he's getting tired of the relationship he's in. So he did what you did back then, which is you put an ad in the uh, personal the personals. Yeah. Thank you in the newspaper. And he was looking for a girl. And the ad oh. read, if you like Pina Colada's getting caught in the rain, that's what he puts in the ad. And she answered it. They end up meeting at a bar. She answers back in the in the in the uh mm-hmm. in the newspaper and said we should meet up. They meet up, he walks in, sees that it's her. Oh my and god. And they go, and they really, I never that's knew insane. that you like Pina Coladas getting caught in the rain. Exactly. So happy birthday to Rupert Holmes. And Felching. I didn't know you were into that. Uh, celebrates his 74th birthday today. Edward James Almost from Miami Vice. Stand and deliver. Loads of movies. You know, he's good and he's good in the Selena movie. Yeah, he's that's dad. correct. Yeah. Uh, he was in a, a, a movie, a baseball movie, where he played a scout. You remember that? What the hell was the name of that? I've forgotten, but I remember it being a, a pretty cool flick, and he was great in it. Is it called Talent for the Game? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he turns 74 years old Oh, today. Battle Star Galactica Preston. He was Adama. You're right. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot that. One of the greatest TV shows of all time. I'm talking about the reboot. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I've heard it from many people. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, we also have uh, Paul Azan, CNN Sorry. anchor. I, I skipped ahead. I skipped ahead. He was a fan of Titanic. Why? No, yeah. I can understand. No, I'll, yeah. I'll explain okay. why. It's also Billy Zane's ah. birthday today. Paul is on Billy Zane. And their names confused. are right next to each other on <laughs> yeah. my list here. So, Casey, understood. And they have a 10-year difference because Paul is on is 65. Billy Zane is 55 years old today. And, of course, he was the uh, the, the foe in Titanic. We talked to Paul is on, by the way, uh, and her work on Titanic. Uh, no, But uh, she kind of left the news business for a while because they kept playing off her looks. Right. And she was tired of having that happen. And concerning Billy Zane, Preston, and Titanic, I happened upon a clip that uh, I did not know existed. There was an alternate ending of Titanic when Rose goes and throws the the uh, the jewel off the side of the boat. There was more of an elaborate interaction that actually took place. Yeah. Like the, the, the crew got to her and she was holding it 
And so they saw her, uh, you know, throw it over the side. Oh. And it's a more of an extended scene. So much so that the big goofy guy goes, that was pretty crappy, old lady. You know, and, and it, it would have ruined the entire. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. Uh, and you know what, what I love him in, Billy Zane? He's great in Tombstone. He's as, awesome. as the actor. Yes. And uh, he, he's got some great lines and he's, he's this cool little character. But uh, If all he ever did was Zoolander, that'd be enough. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When he's uh, advising <laughs> Zoolander on the runway. The runway. Walk off. Uh, and, of course, if you go back and you watch the original, uh, the, the first uh, Back to the Future movie, yeah. he's one of uh, he's one of Biff's cronies. He doesn't have any lines in the movie, right. but uh, you see him several times. He's 55 today. Uh, Dominic uh, Chianz. Is that how you say his last Chianese. name? Chianese. Thank you. Uh, Uncle Junior? Uncle Junior. He's a great singer. Uh, he turns 90. He is a great singer? Yeah. He'll, he'll actually, I think, still tours. But it was or, a dancer. Or, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pre-pandemic. No, she was a dancer. Thanks. Oh, my God. Ironically, he's not a soprano. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Uh, he is 90 today. What is he, a baritone? Probably something. But he's, he's an operatic voice. I mean, he's really an impressive guy. And he would tour and just sing. He would sing a cappella. Okay. Uh, it's also Deborah Joe Rupp's birthday. The mom on that 70s show. She was in WandaVision yeah. the, the very That's first right. episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love her. I yeah. think she is so much fun. She's just naturally funny. Yeah. And, and to have her as that character was perfect. Yep. Uh, she's super cute. She's got a great role in uh, She's Out of Your League. She's the mom. In the- she always plays the mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's the mom in that one, too. She's a 70. She's also, I mean, she's so cute. <laughs> but she is, I believe, Tom Hanks' secretary in Big. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you, you might be right. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I just recently watched it. I think you're right. No kidding. Yeah. In big? Yeah. I will have to go back and check that out. And then the last birthday today is Paul Jones, the original lead singer. I don't think from this version of Man for Man, oh. but I think he's the... Um, there she was just a walking down the street singing to I think he was that lead singer. But anyhow, that was Man for Band's Earth Band. You know what pisses me off about that, Preston? That that version of Blinded by the Light, uh, it, it's very rare that they play the extended version with the much longer guitar solo. It's yeah. always the truncated version, which pisses me off. I agree. I agree. It really goes into some uh, cool directions. But uh, Paul Jones celebrates his uh, 79th birthday today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question. What was the first big-budget movie adaptation of a Marvel comic? 215-263-WMMR. And we are going to go to Chris, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Chris, good morning. You can't buy me hot dog, man. <laughs> I have no idea what that's I from, I think Chris. this might have been yesterday with the girl who who first kissed was with the guy who just ate a hot dog, maybe? Is or that, is I don't know. What is it? Go it's ahead. not. It's an inside joke with me and my daughter. Oh, <laughs> okay. So there it is. I thought, yeah. I thought it was a reference to something your dad might have Whatever. said, Preston. Mm. It's from an Andy Samberg, uh, Lonely Island Boys. Uh, oh. Happy birthday to the ground. Well, okay. Cool. Well, that's <laughs> great, Chris. What's the answer, dude? Blade. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Blade. Blade is the answer. And since you got it right, we are going to give you... A Blu-ray combo pack of The Croods, A New Age. Your family will fall in love with The Croods, A New Age, with two all-new shorts and certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It is 100% joy from start to finish. Available tomorrow. No, it's available now, actually, on Blu-ray and DVD and also available on digital. Uh, We'll go back to the lead news story that uh, Kathy had real quick, but it was about Tiger Woods. I'm sure you've heard by now. He's hospitalized yesterday following a serious car accident in Los Angeles County. 
According to TMZ, the original report said that the accident was so bad that officials used the jaws of life to free him from the vehicle, but they later said that those reports were not true. Officials said in a statement on February 23rd, 2021, at approximately 7.12 a.m., uh, LASD responded to a single-vehicle rollover collision on the border of Rolling Hills Estates and Rancho Palos Verdes. Uh, the vehicle was traveling northbound on Hawthorne Boulevard at Black Horse Road. When it crashed, the vehicle sustained major damage. The driver and sole occupant was identified as PGA golfer Eldrick Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger's agent, Mark Steinberg, confirmed that the golf icon sustained multiple leg injuries and went into surgery. Nick, if you could pull up the statement that they had uh, released, I'd appreciate it. Did you see the stretch of the road, Preston? They were talking about this. The road actually has a curve in it, and the curve occurs at the bottom of a hill. No. And they say that this is a problematic area. They have accidents here all the time because people can't read the curve and what speed they should be going at. Uh, So the statement uh, that was released on his official social media said Mr. Woods suffered significant uh, orthopedic injuries to his right lower extremity that were treated during emergency uh, surgery by orthopedic trauma specialists at Harbor UCLA Medical Center, a level one trauma center. Uh, Community, what does that say? Community. Community. open fractures. All right. Affecting both the upper and lower portions of the tibia and fibula bones were stabilized by inserting a rod into the tibia. Additional injuries to the bones of the foot and ankle were stabilized. With a combination of screws and pins, trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of the leg required surgical release of the covering of the muscles to relieve pressure due to swelling. Wow. So uh, he has had, as we, you were mentioning earlier, Kathy, in the news, he's had a plethora of surgeries. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, this is not good for him because no. uh, he had just made it back from a lot of this stuff. You said he just had a procedure a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, he was recovering from yeah. uh, from back surgery. So he, uh, Tiger's going to have a, a tough, uh, once he gets to advanced age, he's had all these things only get yeah. worse as you get a yeah, bit older. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough for him. So I don't know how pernicious this is in uh, relationship to how it would affect his golf game or not, but I can't imagine it would help, you so, know, so. As I was thinking about this, I was seeing uh, the, the pictures of him recently with his son, and he's been playing golf, and his son has been entering tournaments. They entered a tournament together. Yeah. Has Tiger become his own dad at maybe. this point? Yeah. Might, maybe. Yeah. Not sure, so. Um, but then uh, a news conference, uh, Deputy Carlos Gonzalez, who was uh, the first person to arrive at the Crash scene said the Tiger's lucky to be alive. He said he was wearing his seatbelt during the crash, and officials believe that that is what saved his life. Uh, he also said the Tiger was lucid and could speak at the crash scene and did not appear to be under the influence of alcohol or any other substance. He was in the area for his annual Genesis Invitational Golf Tournament at the Riviera Country Club in Pacific Palisades. So we'll follow that and see how his recovery goes. Speaking of that and leg injuries, Ashley Judd, is on her way to recovery yeah. following uh, her catastrophic fall in the Congo rainforest. Man, she almost lost her leg. What? Yeah. That's how bad it was. Yeah, she shared her uh, shared her story on Instagram, revealing that uh, she's back in the U.S. after an eight-hour surgery to save her shattered leg. Oh. After making her way out of the jungle where she was working on a shoot about uh, bonobo monkeys, uh, she was flown to Sunning Hill Hospital in South Africa. She said, I arrived uh, to them from DRC in terrible shape, and my leg had no pulse. I uh, said I desperately needed a blood transfusion. Uh, the nurses are ex- exemplary, technically top-notch, and they cared for the trauma in my body as well as my soul with equal proficiency. Judd said the staff had to make split-second um, decisions upon my arrival to figure out 
how to care for her significant injury. Her surgeon, Dr. Eugene Grief, uh, was uh, super, she said, super stabilizing my leg with the uh, external fix, fixator until the massive soft tissue damage and swelling went down so that I could have the big operation. All this amid COVID outbreak, uh, she said she contacted her father, Michael, asking him to come and help get her home. The pair made a 22-hour journey Jeez. on four different flights back to the U.S. thanks to unbelievably efficient disaster travel insurance on an air ambulance, she said. Uh, once in an American hospital, Judd said, I had to continue to wait for the tissue damage and swelling to reduce. Eventually, I was qualified to have the eight-hour surgery to repair the bones, decompress the hemorrhaging nerve, and pick the shards of bones out of the nerve. Oh my and I am God. now recovering from surgery. You to get now, the shards out. What I don't know is what exactly happened, what she fell no, she on. she tripped and fell like on a log. And I, I saw an earlier story. No kidding. Yeah, and it was just, it was a freak accident while in the, the jungle, and she was literally sitting there for five hours on the jungle right. floor. That, that was oh the big issue. God. She couldn't She move. was actually dancing to Holiday by uh, Madonna. No, she was not. <laughs> and, but no, it took no. her, I mean, just I mean, just for anybody to get to her to start to move her took five hours, and then they had to get her out of the jungle, and then they had to get to her to one hospital. I mean, this whole thing took days and days it, and days. It, it makes you... Uh, happy if you had your injury just what like a hundred feet from I mean, the parking lot <laughs> yeah there's really no comparison yeah. between mine and hers but uh, yeah i mean you know, i was in also colorado when yeah, she yeah. was in the middle of the rainforest in the oh. drc um yeah and people you know underestimate leg injuries man i knew a guy who died uh from one he had oh, yeah. uh, he had fallen and and uh this guy joe used to be a bartender at uh at yeah. maui uh and injured his leg and ended up a blood clot got in there and died. went up to his brain killed him i mean it can you know any trauma to your body like that can have some really nasty consequences to and, it. And she was doing a special about the bonobo monkeys? I, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a show, so I don't know what the story is behind that. She had hailed her father. She said, he's been my rock companion resource, helped me listen to so many doctors, critical support system, and kind, loving presence, and I have wept and wept. Uh, she said of her dad, who is in one of the pictures, she said, I'm very thankful to all the experts, including that uh, expert pictured, my pop, who is rubbing my foot to remind uh, my foot while it is st- that it still can't move, that it is still connected to my body. So who's my Nick favorite just, foot? Nick pulled up a uh, an, an X-ray. You should see how many screws and plates are in her leg. One, oh. two, three, four, oh. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. At least sixteen I can count from so this picture. She shattered it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Messed up. All right. On some other stories. Rumor Willis is getting real about her anxiety levels. I was worried about Rumor Willis's anxiety levels. Uh, the 32-year-old... I heard from her for uh, a while. ...shared on an update on Instagram uh, saying, wanted to share something vulnerable because I think it's important to remind there are many sides to everyone and so much we don't see outside of the lens of social media. Uh, she Shut ca- up, dummy. <laughs> she captioned a video of herself staring at the camera with a filter of tears coming out of her eyes. Uh, I have been dealing with bad anxiety since yesterday, but working on learning how to self-soothe. So she became anxious yesterday? I don't know what the well, story is. No, no. <laughs> anxiety is different than anxious. No, yeah, she said... Um, I, I, listen, I, and it's one thing when it's a celebrity, but anxiety and depression are real issues, yeah. and she's just trying to put a voice to it. Hey, yeah. it says here, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood star. Who was she in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? What she had, uh, she was one of the Manson family. Was she? Okay. Oh, I thought she played Matthew McConaughey. Uh, she said, I feel like Wait, I'm... he wasn't in that. Come <laughs> 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 Preston. Yeah. <laughs> that ended up being funny because it was stupid. It was so bad, it was great. <laughs> What's happening? Now I'm anxious. <sighs> yeah. 
Uh, do I have the floor now? You have the floor, yeah, Press. It's you. all you, bro. Uh, she said, bro. I feel like I'm dying. I get nauseous and my heart won't slow down. So she's having some real issues, yeah. she said. It sometimes well, feels like... My brother suffers from, from similar things, like uh, uh, panic attacks and, and all of these things that just come out of the blue that you can't... Yeah. You can't, yeah. You, you can't yeah. control it. And, and by controlling it, you make it... Trying to control it, you make it worse. Yeah. She said, it sometimes feels like a force so much bigger than me has taken over control the control panel in my brain... But I realize the worst thing I do is try and fight against it or be resistant to it. So there you go, Steve. Um, She is among many celebs who have opened up about anxiety and have had to change the public perception of the perfect Hollywood life. Selena Gomez, Kim Kardashian, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, and uh, Zion Malik have also shared their story. I mean, there are treatments, right? You can take, like, Valium or or whatever. But again, like, when you get these panic attacks, right, those are immediate. When you take your Valium, it takes time for that mm-hmm. to actually, like, take over. So, like... Case, I remember yeah. driving my brother in the middle of a of a panic attack, driving and holding him down with my right hand mm-hmm. in the passenger seat because he was going so crazy and getting him to the hospital. But it was like, he has, a, he has a, a, at that time, had a mitral valve prolapse. Mm. So he knew he wasn't dying, but as he described it, I knew I wasn't dying, but I was sure I was dying. Right. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the Royals for some lighter fare, if you will. Man, they've been in the news a lot. Well, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have reportedly been on the outs with most of the royal family. Meghan and Princess Eugenie are still on close terms. Uh, Eugenie and her her husband, uh, Jack Brooksbank, even moved into Harry and Meghan's vacated UK home, Frogmore Cottage. Eugenie and uh, Jack just welcomed their first child, and Harry and Meghan have announced their second pregnancy. Uh, According to a Royal Insider, uh, they said these times tend to bring families together. What is lovely is Eugenie having her baby as Harry Eugene. and Meghan are having their. Hey, so they moved into Frogmore Castle, and I they do they get the ability to redo the place because I know they wanted to hang up some Manfred Mann posters. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, they're very close, and they are all. Uh, <laughs> Deciding to go on their own route. Uh, After confirming that Meghan and Harry will lose their royal patronages amid the step down from royal life, a new report claims Queen Elizabeth already knows who they will go to. Who are they going to? Princess Anne is rumored to take over Harry's Captain General post of the Royal Marines. Ah. And Sophie, the Countess of Wessex, and her husband, Prince Edward, could take Megan's spot as patron of the National Theater. So we will see. And uh, also, after Prince William informally spoke out on Monday about his uh, grandfather, Prince Philip's health, and uh, with a photographer, uh, Buckingham Palace is confirming the scoop. The 99-year-old remained in the hospital for several days, uh, and according to the spokesperson, they said the Duke of Edinburgh remains at King Edward VII's hospital, where he is receiving medical attention for an infection. He is comfortable and responded to treatment, but is not expected to leave the hospital for several days. They, did, they have said it's not COVID. It's related. not COVID. They say he's doing well, and they say that he's spending, like, morning till night watching Kevin Hart movies. Wow. That's his favorite. He's a fan. I didn't know that. Hey, this is good news. This is Us star Mandy Moore has welcomed her son. Oh, you're a big fan. It's just funny because she plays a grandmother on the yeah. show. Really? Because yeah, well, it it's, it's, goes through different time periods. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just found out that Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy is a regular uh, character on This Is Us. Really? Who's he that? is. All right. So, um, the, the bigger woman um, on that show, yeah. her husband. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. That's, that's Taserface? That's Taserface. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, he's been on since day one. Since day one, yeah. yeah. I don't know what his name and is. And he, he lost a lot of weight in real life, and they played it, they, you know, uh, wrote it into the show. Okay. But in Guardians, too, if you haven't seen it, Kathy, he's, he's, he's done up all this huge makeup. You can't tell what he really looks like. And they keep and, laughing at him because that's his own his name. He's given himself the name Taserface. Well, uh-huh. and if you've ever seen him out in public, like normal everyday life, he's yeah. kind of like he dresses very um, flamboyant. Oh, does he? He wears oh, like, uh. yeah, like fluorescent colors and like crazy jackets and yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him in a in a jacket that's covered in like fish bones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a good Taserface, I'll tell you that. So he likes doing uh, fun stuff like that. Uh, well, anyhow, the name of the baby, Mandy Moore's baby, is August Harrison Goldsmith. Smith with her husband, Taylor Goldsmith. She shared her joy on Tuesday on Instagram, saying he was punctual and arrived right on his due date, much to the delight of his parents. We were prepared to fall in love in all sorts of brand new ways, but it goes beyond anything we could have ever imagined. Do you know what? You know, Mandy Moore looks like a million bucks and like looks like a classic um, case. You watch Midway. So the movie Midway. Yeah. She is the wife of one of the, the, the pilots in it, but she's like right out of... Out of poster art from World War II, the way they have her done up. She looks fantastic. How nice. old is she? I'm going to put her in the 30s. Like late 30s? Early 30s. Early? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's my guess. It I is. It's so weird Like to see. because she. It, I am, 36. 36. Okay. okay. Mid-30s. So HBO Max has no plans to remove Woody Allen's catalog of films following the release of uh, Alan B. Farrow. Uh, which addresses allegations that he molested his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow. Uh, Alan, who is 85, has six films available to stream on HBO Max. Uh, Broadway, Danny Rose, Radio Day, September, Another Woman, Shadows and Fog, and Scoop as well. Uh, but because of that, they're not going to remove those films. I mean, they're, you know, they're classic movies. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. It's weird because I've, I've seen a couple of um, female journalists step up. There was an article, I forget where it was. It was in one of the major newspapers uh-huh. uh, coming to his support on this. So I, I guess there's enough of, you know, uh, there's... Uh, what, people, support for his movies or support, support for him? Support for him in this whole thing. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, you can always choose to, you know, just not watch his movies. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right, how about this? This is even heavier. French actor Gerard Depardieu has been charged with rape and sexual assault, according oh. to reports. Uh, the accusation came from an unnamed actress in her 20s. Uh, the alleged attack took place at his home in Paris in 2018. I remember hearing allegations of this there, before. This, was, this has been around yeah. forever. Yeah, he's got a bad rep. Yep. So uh, Depardieu, via his lawyer, said that he completely rejects the accusation. So there will be more on this. Uh, in a much lighter note, uh, an interview with W Magazine, George Clooney uh, confessed that he has a lot of chores these days amid quarantine with his three-year-old twins and wife, Amal Clooney. Uh, asked about uh, what he does around the house. He said, I'll tell you what, I've taken a, on as a new hobby two or three loads of laundry a day, dishes all day long, because he says, these kids are slobs, and that's mm. all there is to it. So He's doing the laundry? I, I don't know. He's, he Nick, I had the exact same reaction. <laughs> I, mean, I love Clooney, but... Maybe he's overseeing the laundry team. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He impresses me as the kind of guy that wants to do that you type think of so? stuff. Yeah. I'm sure right. he wants to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Bryant, the widow of Kobe Bryant, is calling out Meek Mill after lyrics to his new song were released online. The controversy over the lyric in Meek's new song, which is named Don't Worry, R.I.P. Kobe, uh, surround a verse that mentions uh, the late Kobe Bryant. And the lyrics are, yeah, and if I ever lack... I'm going out with my chopper. It be another Kobe. 
So uh, I don't understand what exactly is being said in this, but um, it means if I'm going to die, I want to do it in a helicopter crash. Yeah. He said, if I'm going out with my chopper, yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it'd be another Kobe. Uh, Vanessa posted a message to Meek on her Instagram story calling the lyrics insensitive and disrespectful. She said, "Um, I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe that you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. Uh, there's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. Meek said he privately apologized to Vanessa, uh, but he also posted a public apology on Twitter earlier Tuesday morning. He said, I apologize to her in private earlier today, not to the public. Uh, nothing I say on my page directed to an Internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman. I'm sorry I was whack. He said, if you ever if, if you care about someone grieving, change the subject. Uh, it's unclear if Meek is going to change the lyrics uh, to the song it or just, not. It doesn't rhyme. I don't know about the you know the the, the scheme of the of the lyric there, but uh... it might be free verse. Okay, I don't know. I'd have to hear it. Yeah, right. To to give you context. I mean, I, that's why I left that that world. I, I stopped composing because it was so difficult. Speaking of music, Five Stair Steps singer James Burke has died. He was seventy years old. They were the group that brought you "Ooh Child." In case oh, you were man. mentioning yeah. music Love from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, James died of pneumonia on Friday. Uh, the family's soul group uh, included James, his brothers Clarence Jr., Dennis, and Kenny, and sister Alohe. Uh, the Chicago natives became known locally as the first family of soul after their release of their hit song, Ooh Child, in 1970. The group was managed by their dad. Uh, the band's name, by the way, reportedly came from their mom, Betty, who noted that the five siblings, resem- siblings resembled the staircase when they were lined up by age because they were different ah, sizes. So that's where that's they cool. got the name. I think the first time I heard this song was in uh, Boys in the Hood. Yep. The Furious is driving around, and uh, it, it comes on the radio. And he's like, oh, this is a good song. And he just turns it up, and then the movie turns it up, and it's a great scene. Okay. Guardians uses it well, too. They do, yeah. Uh, between 1966 and 1980, the Five Stair Steps had 19 singles on the R&B and pop charts, 11 of which uh, eleven of which cracked the top 20 on the R&B chart. Did they write Ooh Child? You know what? I don't know. You know, because a lot of times those bands, they you, like with the... Uh, Barry Gordy Motown yeah. machine. They had yeah, they songwriters. Yeah, yeah. They would match the song to the group. Uh, Ooh Child, which peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100, is by far the band's most popular song. Uh, it's been covered by several musicians, including uh, Nina Simone, Dusty Springfield, Mary Wilson, Kelly Rowland, and more. Nick's going to look up and see if they wrote that or not. There was also a, uh, like a, God, it was um, within the last decade or so, there was a terrible snowstorm blizzard. Right. That, and, and Jimmy Fallon, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, uh, they were snowed in, and tr- the Trey Anastasio band could walk to his studios. So that was his his musical guest for the day. Oh, and, that's so And cool. they did Ooh Child. Beautiful, uh, beautiful version. Ah, I love yeah. that. Uh, so Stan Vincent is the person who wrote the song, and there was nobody named Stan Vincent in the group. So mm. uh, he also he wrote a bunch of other songs. He was a, a producer and arranger. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that, that was probably one of his biggest hits, I would imagine. He worked with uh, John and Yoko on Double Fantasy, too. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Listen, the... when Yoko comes in, I have to act like I like what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay with me, all right? <laughs> uh, Paul Stanley also released a rendition. Hey, of... Yoko's here. <laughs> hey, 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 Just telling you about Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> he loves you. He's talking all <laughs> nice things. Yeah, <laughs> really. I, mean, I was just saying. Them. 
top of my head, you know. <laughs> Not like this was orchestrated or anything, right? You know he really loves you when he says nice things when you're not around. <laughs> he loves you. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, so uh, James Burke has died. He was 70 years old. Uh, Chelsea Handler has sold her longtime home in Los Angeles. Uh, the comedian's six-bedroom, six-bathroom, 5,500-square-foot residence went for $10.376 million. When you So she lives alone is what I've been able to glean from things I've seen mm-hmm. that she's posted online. Yeah. Six bed. It's a sprawling place for one yeah. person. Yeah, that's a big house. Uh, it was originally listed for ten point five million. Uh, Handler announced that she sold her home on Monday in an Instagram video that featured the star naked and smoking a joint in her hot tub. <laughs> in the video, she joked about the differences between the old Chelsea and the new improved Chelsea. Uh, she had uh, captioned the video: "The new Chelsea just sold this house because the old Chelsea was getting a wee bit too comfortable." And the old Chelsea wouldn't have talked about herself in the third person. And the new Chelsea doesn't want to either. Uh, several stars reacted to her uh, sale in the comments section. Uh, her soon-to-be former home features retractable walls of glass that open to a large 50-foot outdoor pool and entertaining spaces. Upstairs, the main suite boasts a terrace, walk-in closets, and dressing room. Uh, a marble bath with an infrared sauna and steam shower. Uh, the home has five additional bedrooms, uh, one of which is used as a gym. Additional features include a full outdoor kitchen with a pizza oven, meditation garden, washer dryer, walking paths, and parking for four cars, according to the listing. Yeah, if, so, uh, you know, like uh, President Biden has said, uh, I guess years ago, said he, be- he became addicted to real estate. So let me ask you something. If you had the money... Uh, and you could, you know, change your home every couple of years, and you weren't dealing with tons of stuff, you know, would would you do, if uh, if the moving process was was, was eliminated, was completely yeah, paid yeah. for, or you know, covered? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think it'd be a blast uh, to move around and try new places. Now, it it would depend on. I mean, you're always taking a chance with neighbors when you right. move somewhere else, so that's a that's a consideration. But if I had the means, right? Yeah, because it seems like awesome. a, seems like a lot of people with the means do it. Yeah. Steve, that SNL bit about Zillow being yeah, porn, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that totally rings true. But this weekend, I have no plans. You know what my plans are? I'm gonna I'm gonna do some open houses. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just, that type of stuff is okay. it turns me on. And yeah, I, don't know why. No, I, I, I do. I'm, I'm yeah. perpetually nosy. Yeah, I, I just like to see how other people live. That's yeah, true. I'd love to get to check out Gary Lauer's house. Uh, been there. Casey has been there, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't dare go inside. Just, oh. You just stayed in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a tub outside. <laughs> just sitting in the sun. It was in the summertime, yeah. so it was hot. Yeah, Jump in the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, uh, <laughs> she did a tour video with Architectural Digest, and uh, she put her L.A. residence on display. She showed off each room, highlighting the design choices and upgrades. I missed the show Cribs. To the property. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about this? For all mankind, executive producer Ron Moore is bringing the Magic Kingdom universe to Disney Plus. Moore is developing multiple TV projects at the streaming service, which will be set at Disney's Magic Kingdom. Uh, Moore will write and executive produce the first project titled The Society of Explorers and Adventurers. A series from 20th TV set in the Magic Kingdom universe where the themed lands and characters of the Disney parks and classic films all actually exist in another reality. So they're like different 
so the park is basically different realities? I guess so. I'm having a hard time so understanding like, um, exactly what this is going to be. Well, you know, so- Ronald Moore was the reason why um, Star Trek the next generation became great. He has he has a, a good pedigree with these kind of things. Right. And so for you know what for all mankind's about, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, it's um, a moon uh, the the Russians got to the moon first, yeah. is that what it? Yeah. Yeah, and then everything that kind of happens as a result afterwards. Right. Yeah. And it's almost like that was that the man in the high castle or something. Like that? Yes, very it's, same thing. Yeah. What if the Nazis won and and the right. the the, uh, the access powers won yeah. World War 2. And Marvel has that show coming out called What If, which yeah. is animated, but it's uh, you know, it's what if um Peggy was Captain America and right, yeah. all of those storylines that would happen afterwards. Yeah, so I don't know... Uh, what if Gary Lara had a hot dog? <laughs> I don't know if that's going to pertain to this or not, but uh, Moore also is said to be working in close collaboration with the Disney Im- uh, Imagine- Im- Imagineering team on other projects that would be uh, the first part of the universe similar to Marvel, have you- but set in the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Have you ever watched the series that they have, Preston, of the Imagineers on Disney Plus? I've watched a couple of them. I've watched things about the props that they have. Oh, it's so great. And, so uh, great. And about the uh, the old rides and, and yeah. uh, different uh, historical pieces at the park, which is really cool, yeah. Uh, the first project under the deal is a Swiss Family Robinson series at Disney+, Plus, uh, which more that show. is teaming on with uh, Crazy Rich Asians director John M. Chu. So we will see how that turns out. All right, um, clips. Clips. Still clips. Ginny in Georgia follows the story of a mother and her teenage children moving north to get a fresh start, but finding out along the way that their new beginning will be uh, rocky. Uh, in this clip, uh, pleased to meet you both. Uh, in this clip, uh, star Brianne Howe describes her character. Here we go. I would describe Georgia. Georgia is an unconventional mother. She has her parenting style is very unique. She can be diabolical at times, but she loves her kids first and foremost from the bottom of her heart with everything that she has. It's her whole being. So ah. protecting them is everything to her. Ah. <laughs> That's right. It stinks. Uh, Ginny and Georgia is available for streaming on Netflix today. You missed my cue? Uh, no. I, my, my finger touched prematurely. Okay. I prematurely shot. Here's the next clip. <laughs> Uh, in the biopic The United States versus Billie Holiday, we get a new look into the late star's brush with the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. Uh, here, Andra Day discusses what she would like young people of today to take away from this film. This is the great godmother of the civil rights movement as we know it now, and you owe her a debt of gratitude. And so, and ask yourself, why didn't we know the story, and how many more stories like Billie Holiday's have been suppressed and have been altered? And so, there's a lot of truth in this movie. Yeah! United States versus Billie Holiday will be streaming on Hulu uh, this Friday, so you'll be able to check that out. There you go. Uh, Entertainment Report for today. We have stuff going on. We're going live on Fox Good Day, which is our Wednesday thing. Also our Wednesday thing, a secret text word. And this time, a chance for you to win a pass to attend the at-home virtual world premiere of Coming to America, the second film from that franchise. So uh, make sure you text word secret, 39333. You just might win. We also have actor Walter Goggins. We're all excited to talk to him. Trust me, you love him. Yeah, he's great, man. And he's uh, promoting The Unicorn, which is on uh, tomorrow night on CBS. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. So don't you go anywhere. What's new? Glad you asked. Bruce Springsteen.
pretty reckless. They said the world does not belong to you. Machine Gun Kelly. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Tiger Woods in that nasty car accident yesterday, single car accident, uh, went down a, an embankment, and uh, the thing rolled several times. Yeah. Uh, then came to a stop, and they were able to get him out, but he was in he was injured pretty bad. Uh, we were off air. Steve was wondering if, uh, if anybody may have, listening, may have had an experience in the past where they've been in a car that has rolled before. And if so, want to hear about that, 215-263-WMMR. Never been in an accident quite that bad before. So I've been in accidents. You know, I actually had a spin on ice, black ice, where, and I think I've mentioned this on the air before, where the car spun and went up on two tires. Really? And came down. Did not roll over. I crapped for about 30 minutes straight. Wow. I, it was so terrifying. I cannot imagine what it would be like in a vehicle that's flipping over, Yeah, uh, you know, on its side. And apparently the, his vehicle must have done four or five times. Yeah. In fact, uh, Preston, I was reading, this is an update on TMZ, the area where Tiger Woods crashed is known as a dangerous spot where other vehicles lost control in the past and actually features a safety net to help prevent exactly what happened to Woods. Oh, safety wow. net? A safety net. Yes. Because I just looked at the overhead shot, and there's no guardrail. Yeah. There's nothing there, and I don't see a net. Maybe it's further down. If it, That's if, probably if it. If it were to keep going, then, then it would catch a vehicle. Huh. Uh, but you would think maybe a guardrail there, you know? <laughs> yes. That's yeah. a, a dangerous... Man, there are there are places um, I, that, that I have driven before. And Casey, like some pictures of when you were up in, further up in the northeast, uh, maybe it was Mount Washington. Yeah, uh, where it there's very little in the way of guardrail, oh, and yeah. it's just a drop off on the other side. Yeah, when you're dr- and so it, you know, and there's an auto road to the top of Mount Washington, and I didn't feel as anxious as my wife did because I was driving and I was under control of the car. But there are no guardrails, so if you go off the road, and it's not a it's not a very wide road either. So if you go off, you're done. That's it. Um, yeah, and, but. You know, that's just, uh, you know, it's not designed to drive fast on. This isn't the same yeah. thing, but lately, as of late, you know, I told you we got we got a shore house and we've been going down to, to visit and we take the Commodore Berry Bridge. And lately, I've been getting a little nervous when I drive across Over the bridge. bridge. Really? Yeah. Had you had, uh, had, you had no. any well, fear before? Well, that, that bridge in particular right. has always made me a little bit nervous because it seems very narrow for as high right. up as it is. The, the, the Ben Franklin is wider, the... the, the uh, the Walt is wider. It's actually the longest suspension bridge in the country. I thought. I think the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. No, there's something. Um, there. It, it listen. The Nick, Berry Bridge. Look it up, Nick. It holds some sort of distinction of the, as the All longest right. something. Okay. Um, the longest I, and, named after a Commodore, I believe. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, 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 no. Right. Listen, but it's really high. And lately, I've been yeah. like, I think I'm going to get in the inside lane. <laughs> wow. I know it's yeah. weird. You know, right? My mom has that um, fear, like legitimately. Uh, every time she goes over a bridge, she can barely drive herself across a bridge. I'm not that bad, but but yeah, I get, I mean, I'm her, just like, wow, it would really suck if I went over this. Yeah, she gets like white knuckles. She like sits up in her, you know, yeah. away from the back of the seat. And by the time she's across the bridge, she's sweating. Her palms are sweaty. She must and, look like you when you're driving a Target. 
Yeah, so so if she doesn't have to, like, you know, if my dad's in the car or somebody else, someone else will drive. She wow. really does not <laughs> like going over the bridges. Uh, Nick, anything? It is the fourth longest cantilever bridge in the world. <laughs> cantilever. In the, oh, in the world, but. The longest in the United States. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, it's not a suspension bridge. It doesn't have those. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have those cables. Suspenders, yeah. but but a cantilever bridge, a fourth fourth longest one Nick? in the world, and longest in the U.S. That's wow. where we get all the tourism. The yeah. longest one is in Quebec City, and then the second one is in Scotland, and then Japan. We are the and f- so we are the longest in the United States. How yeah. about that, Commodore yeah. Barry Bridge? I knew there was some sort of distinction where it was the longest of uh, cantilevered. <laughs> Bridge named after a Commodore. No. Uh, Just Cantilever Bridge. But either way, I had heard that uh, little tidbit of information from Jack Cord. Matt's uh, father. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> we All said right. info like yeah. that. All right, so we're getting a ton of calls of people who have rolled before. So oh, I'm going to go to uh, Clint. Hi, Clint. You're on the air. Good morning. That made my balls <laughs> My son used to say that. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, all right, dude. So you, you rolled at one point? Yes, I did. It uh, was back in, I guess... 2012, there was a snowstorm, and driving in the snow when I wasn't supposed to, I hit a patch of ice and rolled about a good six times. Six times? Yep. What were you driving, Clint? Uh, I was driving a Ford Mustang. Oh, my God. All right, so how did just hitting a patch of ice cause you to roll? Did you bump into a curb or something? Honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't remember half of what happened until after it was over, and then the girl I was dating with at the time explained to me what happened. Well, how did she explain it? She's like, what? You ended up hitting a patch of ice, and the way I guess I ended up hitting something. I don't know. I think it may have been a pothole or whatever. And I just, I rolled. Clint, wow. I'm getting the idea you might have been going at an excessive speed. Would that be correct? That's a possibility. <laughs> okay, right. okay. And then, uh, so so you rolled. Do, do you remember that part of it? I just remember after everything was all said and done, I. I just I remember opening my eyes like what what happened and then wow. she explained to me what happened. So okay, so so you don't recall because I'm curious what the what that sensation what is it's like. like. Yeah, uh, but but you don't remember. But uh, all right, so how uh, were, was anybody injured? Just me. She walked out with nothing. How how bad were you hurt? Uh, broke my arm. Uh, okay, wow. Right. And she had, she had nothing. She had nothing. I huh. just while it's happening, I was trying to brace her from any impact. What caused me to get injured? I believe. Did you do the boob grab thing? We used to do that. That was legitimate. Yeah. That what wasn't a, a boob grab. What a cheap move! Six rolls is a lot. If yeah. You, if you ever watch, <laughs> uh, if you watch, you know, NASCAR professional racing in general, when they yeah. roll, it's usually you know three or four times. Six, Six is a a lot. Yeah. All right, thanks, Clint. Appreciate it. My cousin was going through a toll plaza. He was heading down to the shore, and he had taken his seatbelt off to pay the tolls oh. before he got, you know, easy pass. And he went through the toll, so he wasn't speeding, wasn't even going that fast. It was right after the toll plaza. And um, I don't know what happened. I don't know what he hit. I, I forget the reason why, but uh, he rolled, and he rolled down, uh, <sighs> like, off of the side of the Garden State Parkway. And uh, it just rolled once, but he did not have the seatbelt on. Wow. And, yeah, he, he walked away with nothing. Like wow! He got, but he said he doesn't remember the roll. The wild footage when uh, when school buses roll. Oh my god! They have cameras and it yeah. looks so the camera does. You can't tell that the outside is moving around and it just looks like kids, kids are defying are, gravity, popping yeah. all over the place. 
Uh, but, yeah, you can hit your head on the top, Scary. break your neck, all kinds of stuff. I mean, think of all the crap in your car, too, that starts to, you know, you fly yeah. up and spin around. It's all debris. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Austin. Hi, Austin. Good morning. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, bud. Want to hear about your car rolling story? Yeah, man. It was uh, it was pretty epic. It was like two and a half. It was like three years ago. Uh, I had this car. It was a 2007 350Z Nismo. thing was my baby. Put a lot of money and time into it. And uh, it was, you know, it was a real-world drive, like, sports car. So I didn't drive it in the wintertime really at all. Uh, I had, uh, whatchamacallit, like, street, like, you know, summer tires on Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, and I, it was one of those warm days we had in January where it was, like, 60 degrees. And I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like I'm going to take the car out. I'm going to take it put gas in it, right? My buddy was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a ride with you. Like, why not? So we go up to the gas station. I get gas, like, right down the road from my house, maybe 10 minutes. I'm coming back, and there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, snow, melted snow, like, water running in the road. Yeah. And uh, I was coming down this hill, and I don't know. I was doing about 45, and I was coming down this hill, and it was kind of like it was a steeper hill, and it had, like, a couple, like, you know, bumps in it. And I guess when I came over one of those bumps, I just lost a little bit of traction. And as soon as I hit that water, just boom, hydroplane, car went one way came back the other way and uh you know i would have been fine if there was like nothing on the road i probably just slid off mm-hmm. but there was a like a, a like one of those like you know like a telephone pole coming out of the ground but all, it was up on like one of those like big mounds of dirt like in like a hill almost right and, so it launched so it you the, what's that so it launched you oh yeah yeah, the back end of the car swung around, clipped the pole, mm. and I, I just remember going straight up in the air, like on the nose of the car almost, oh, and then hit, yeah, hit the ground, and my buddy was actually, one, I, my one friend was in the passenger seat, and then my other buddy was up at the gas station I saw, and he was following me back to my house. He was behind me, yeah, and he watched the whole thing happen. He said I rolled about five to six times. Five wow, or six times? Yeah, landed on the roof, slid on the roof, and everything, man. It was crazy. It was like it, he was like he was like if I had a dash camera and caught that on video, he said I probably could have been used as like a clip in a movie. It was like, <laughs> what about injuries from it? Nothing. Me and nothing. I literally was awake. I was really awake the whole time. Remember everything clear as day. What like, kind of a uh, seatbelt? Like, I mean, this is a high performance car. Do you have a five point harness uh, seatbelt? No, no. I had bucket seats. I could have had a harness. Like, I had the whole sport and the seats for the harness, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a harness. It was just the factory seats. Wow. wow. Dude, that, I mean, it's astonishing that you had no injuries. I mean, yeah. that's pretty astonishing. Yeah. Yeah, me and my buddy. And the roof, like, crushed in on us. Like, my head was in my ass for a solid. Like, <laughs> we have a gentleman down here. His head is lodged in his yeah, own dude, ass. It was like, I just went up in the air and hit the ground. It was like, boom, boom. And then dude. we ran on the roof. Now it was just like, head right in my ass. And it was yeah. just like, roll, roll, roll. Wow. All right, you thanks, became Austin. special friends that day. Wow. Um, I, I heard this story secondhand, but it was a, a friend of a friend who was a cop and said uh, that... Um, he came upon an accident. It rolled over. It was upside down. People were stuck in the seatbelt. And, and during the process of that happening, and it was uh, this was several years ago. It was probably in the eighties. Um, and the uh, the car radio, I guess somebody had had hit the the volume on it with their hand or something like that, and it was like blasting 
as loud as oh it could possibly God. be, and they couldn't turn it off. <gasps> and here oh it is. God. They're upside down, hanging oh, upside down awful. in this car with the <laughs> just hardcore <laughs> loud music playing, just to yeah. insult the injury the whole time. It's like when you you know when a horn gets stuck <laughs> and you can't turn it off. Uh, I will go over to Keith now. Keith, good morning. Good morning, it. How you good doing? Good morning, it. What's up, bud? Not much. Uh, so I think it was like five or six years ago, a day like today, actually. Um, black ice was out. So I was driving a 99 Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was real right next to the uh, township building in Hilltown. I uh, hit the ice, uh, spin 180, and then roll once, um, land in the <clears throat> in the in the lawn, and uh, couldn't. You know, couldn't get the car out. Had to call the some lady was coming the other way. Did you land right side up? Uh, yeah, no, I was fine, man. And uh, you know, she so she called the cops. Obviously, it's right next to the township building, so they're heading back to the office anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> call the uh, call the tow truck, pull it out. Cop looks at me, looks at the uh, car. Car was fine, just uh, you know, lost you, the you, hard top. Did so you you rolled over completely? Yeah, went over completely. Wow. Okay. And what was that sensation like, Keith? Uh, kind of felt like I don't know, floating a little bit, but I really don't. <laughs> Wee. Okay. All right. Wee. Disorienting. Uh, nah. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. But uh, you I went over once. You know, these other guys yeah. went over like six yeah. times. You would actually get a little yeah. dizzy from that, probably. Yeah. I was just trying to stay relaxed, so you know I didn't hurt myself or anything. Yeah, There's and a, I mean, listen, you know, uh, jeeps have a uh, they got a roll cage. They're on, meant for know? that, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, and it and it helped me, and I was able to drive home. I just, you know, the, wow. the tow truck driver looks at it, and says, "Hey, yeah, you're good to go." Wow. All right, thanks. Keith. I think, by the way, in any time you have a situation like this, don't just say, "Hey, I feel great." Go go to a doctor. Because there can yeah. be issues that will arise after the fact that you're unaware of. Yep. And that's a, that's a big no-no. You want to make sure you're seen by somebody who is a uh, qualified medical professional. So we bought a Jeep a couple of years ago. It's my wife's uh, main vehicle. And when we first got it, we, you know, I'd be driving around. And, you know, those things, are they sit up high. And yeah. So she had this uh, feeling that they might be a tad bit, you know, the center of gravity is up higher and they might be more prone to rolling. And so every time, I'd be making a turn at like 30, 35 <laughs> miles an hour. And she'd be like, slow down, slow down. I'm like, Rochelle. Yeah. If these fling things flipped over at 35 miles an hour, they wouldn't make them. Yeah, right, they wouldn't yes. sell them. To <laughs> right, them. right, yeah, yeah. We're okay. Uh-huh. They're jeeps, but it, and they're made to roll over. But yeah, when you're uh, uh, when you're there are times like coming on an off ramp, uh, they they feel a little top heavy. Do you remember the footage Jay Leno had? I forget who the the legendary yeah. uh, car designer. This 80, 81, 82 year olds in the car. He's behind the wheel. He's showing how to do like a, a stunt maneuver. Car rolls a yeah. couple times and the cameras inside the vehicle. Yeah, I was a little uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, I will go next to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. You're good, bud. What's the story you want to tell us? Uh, it was uh, four of my friends back in 2006. And uh, my one, two friends were in another car, and I was in with my buddy's car in, a, in the two door Explorer. And uh, they left a little bit ahead of us, and for some reason, my buddy thought it'd be a good idea to see how fast he could go on a dirt road. Mm-hmm. So we start going. We're at 60, 70, 80, and at 90 miles an hour, the car started fishtailing a little bit, just not catching traction. And all of a sudden, we started drifting to the right, and then he panicked and, and uh, started cutting the wheel to the left. And then we went we went all the way to the left at a 180. Then when we swung back around, that's when the car flipped. How many times uh, did it flip? 
I flipped twice. Twice. And I, I, viv- I, I remember very distinctly of when the radio shut off and the left side, the driver's side of the window collapsing on the, on the left side of the car. Wow. You were going 90 miles an hour on a dirt road? Yeah, he was going 90 on the dirt road, yeah. <laughs> well, you were kind of asking for it at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the passenger, he can't really do much, especially after 70 miles an hour. You don't want to. Yeah, you know. yeah. I, I would yeah, just jump out. Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah, all right. Nick pulled up uh, the video of Jay Leno, Steve, and that was in a that was in a funny car. Right. So before that, the guy, the driver, is actually popping wheelies. Yes. Uh, that's how powerful that car was. Yeah. And he just took the turn too quick, and they rolled over <laughs> twice. And uh, yeah, Jay was a little shaken up from that one. Uh, okay, this sounds insane. I'm going to go to Brian. Uh-huh. Hey, Brian, you're on the air, bud. Hey, am I on the air now? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've been trying to get him for years. Oh, right. Nice. Well, welcome. And you got a hell of a story to tell too. Yeah, I do. This uh, this goes back to 2007. Um, I was 17. I was visiting my brother. Uh, he went to school out in Colorado in Boulder. I, and um, we were trying to find, uh, we were trying to meet up with his friends at a party up in the mountains in the foothills. And we're driving around for a couple hours and we can't get cell service to find them. So we've been parking up now for a while and we decide, okay, you know, we can't find them. Let's, let's go home. Now, alcohol might have been involved, but that's okay. Um, we were coming down the hill, coming back down into Boulder, and you know, those mountain roads are real windy and everything. Yes, they are. And, oh, yeah, and so I was in the back seat, sitting in the middle of a hatchback Civic, my brother's in the front, and the driver. Now, it was a 90-degree hairpin turn, and all of a sudden, the turn gets real sharp, so we can't take it. Now, there's a tree, and we head on Head first, hit the tree. Now, that's the last thing I remember. And it flipped us upside down, and we rolled down the embankment, maybe about a 30-foot ravine, into a creek. And we all landed. Now, the car was upside down. Wow. And um, now, this is May, early May, so it's really cold. It's, it's mountain runoff from, you know, the snow cap all year long. The water's really cold, and it's nighttime. And so I, we all lost consciousness. I'm in the back seat. And I have to kick the rear window out to get out. Then I get my brother out of the front passenger seat. Now the driver is literally pinned from his seatbelt. He can't get out. And his name was Sean. He was able just enough to get his head above water to keep up. So now me and my brother are running on all adrenaline. And we have to wiggle the car enough so he can figure out how to get out. Luckily, he did. And... um so, so, so you're inverted in a creek in icy cold water at night. At night, upside down in, in, in Colorado, and it is pitch black. Hey, Brian, were and, you uh, wearing a seatbelt in the back seat? No, I was not. Wow, dude. A lot of yeah. people skip the seatbelts in the back seat for some reason. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always, everyone asks that. I always kick myself in the ass. Now, I'm a truck driver. If it's a little loud, that's why I'm on speaker. I have my seatbelt on nice and tight right now. <laughs> nice. um, yeah. Dude, so so was was the driver? You mentioned a little alcohol might have been involved. Was the driver drinking? Uh, yeah. So when we we parked up and we we were waiting and we had a bottle of Jaeger and we decided you know we were going to have a, little, a couple sips. We weren't getting drunk, but we yeah. were waiting to try to find out where we were going. So all right, yeah. not like having a couple of drinks while you're waiting for the cops to show up for your uh, <laughs> your roll down the hill accident. Yeah. No, 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 no. That, that was prior to the accident. 
Oh, okay. It was oh, much smarter you. president. Yeah, 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 right. It was, it was before it, they got behind the wheel. Do your drinking yes. prior to the accident. Yeah, at night when you're going down a hairpin road <laughs> yeah, in um, Colorado. But listen, Brian, it sounds like the, the driver was really close to dying and drowning. That's just an insane story. Yeah, it, it was all insane. We all did suffer a little bit of injuries, but... In the long run, we adrenaline got us up to the hill, and by the grace of God, a car just was coming down the road, and they helped us out. And yeah, there's every reason you should have been dead. So you Thanks, you, you dodged a bullet, man. Yeah. Wow, that's I, a, could you imagine that? No, I have an awful story, and I won't share it with you guys if you don't want me to, uh, because there's no funny parts to it, and there's no upside. Uh, <laughs> does it involve you? It involves my aunt, and my uncle. But we okay. can we can go to the calls if you want. If you don't want to hear it, I'm I'm totally down with that. Well, if you want well, now I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's tragic. It's yeah. just terrible. Uh, my Do people un- die? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. and my uncle died. Uh, he had, he was, they were driving, you were talking earlier about roads without uh, guide rails, without guardrails. They were driving around Lake Tahoe. And uh, basically, it's one road that goes around the entire lake. There are branches off of that road. But they were driving home after dinner. There was a family reunion. He had a massive heart attack at, at the wheel. Oh, yeah. And, um... He uh, he was not an overly sentimental man, and, and before he died, he turned to his wife, my aunt, and said, uh, "Honey, I love you. I'm so proud of everything we've accomplished in our lives." Oh wow! Put, put his hand on on hers, and she thought, "This is odd. This man that is yeah. not sentimental saying this wow. thing to me, but what a sweet gesture." Did he know he was going to die? I don't know, Steve. He must have and felt something coming. We'll never on. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she looks out the window um, and looks back at him. He is dead at the wheel. He has a massive heart attack. Whoa. Has died. Continues driving. He's the driver of the oh car uh, around Lake Tahoe and loses control of the car. And uh, the reason I bring this story up is that um, they then ran off the road above Lake Tahoe. The car rolled over six times while he was already dead. My aunt somehow thankfully survived. She did have her seatbelt on. I was going to ask if she died or not, but it would be pretty stupid because how the hell would you be able to relay the, the right. story about him saying right. it was a, saying that a thing. moose overheard it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 shared yeah. that with uh, with the police it, that showed it up. Broke my heart. <laughs> oh, my this lovely couple, but wow. it came to a stop. And he was not a sentimental man. Came at a stop at a uh, at a tree, and you know she had to get medevaced out of there. I mean, it's wow. it's, it's awful. It's uh, a, that's it's, exactly the place you do not want. Because yeah. for, for me, yeah. the rolling over on a street when you're rolling over on an area, as with the Tiger Woods scenario, where where you have a where you have a, a cliffside or a yeah. uh, where you uh, you know there there was the one story and from years ago it was like 70 yards where the car slid slid down on the on the top it was upside down but because it was such thick grass the car <laughs> rolled down pressed slid down and when it got to the bottom momentum Right, it is. Just put it right back on yeah. its tires. I mean, could, uh, you it, know, does the car want to do that? Is Ta-da! the car designed to like if it's rolling over like that? Is it? I don't know. If they're just. You would assume that just by the sheer weight of where everything is That's situated in a vehicle, right. that momentum would carry it over. I don't know. Wow. Uh, I will. That's go... a feature they should include if it's not. Yeah. I will go next to Kim. Hi, Kim. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's your story, Kim? So this, uh, this happened uh, October 26, 2013. I remember it every, like it's yesterday. Okay. Um, so I had a 2006 Scion TC. And as you know, the roof of TCs are all nothing but glass. Oh, jeez. So I'm at Stockton celebrating one of my girlfriend's 21st birthdays. And I pulled an all-nighter. And I was heading home and um, doing 80 on the Atlantic City Expressway. And I live in a... In, um, Gloucester County, New Jersey. So heading home for that that way, and um, I had my car on cruise control. Fell asleep, woke up, 
and right before I hit a car in front of me, I jerked my wheel and I let go. And I put my hands up over my, my face and all I heard was my watch ticking. And I flipped eight times going into the ditch. Okay, so did did you did you collide with that other vehicle, or did you swerve out in time? I swerved in time. Nobody got hit. Nobody got injured, but myself. Okay, so eight. just from turning too fast, you're right. going too fast, and you turn, and it and it caused it to to flip eight yeah, times. Gonna, what was that? You said eight times it flipped over. Eight times, and it flipped so high in the air that I was able that the guy who called nine one one. He saw my car physically in the air flipping. Oh, oh my God. And so when my car landed, I landed upright and I looked up all around me. I pulled my arm mm. off of me. And uh, when I was, uh, when I, when I pulled it off, I looked all around and there was just glass everywhere. And I get out of my car, undo my seatbelt, get out. And I was picking up all my stuff off of the side of the ditch. You were able, you were like, you were totally fine. You were able to get out and stand up. My I, my adrenaline was going off the roof. Yeah, that I it just happened, and I'm like, "Where's my phone?" And I finally found my phone in Leeds, and then I I called my mom, and then oh was there, and all of a sudden I was on the way to the hospital. Isn't that wild wow. though, Kim? In the last moment, and you can remember hearing the ticking of your watch as you held it up over your face. I heard every single second go by. Wow. It's like a movie. It's like yeah. a, a slow motion right. right before something tragic happens. Uh, yeah. By the way, Kim, uh, any injuries? Um, so, honestly, uh, I have a scar in my chest from my seatbelt, but my memory sucks now. So I can remember wow. like, things that happened to, like recently. But right. if you asked me something that happened a couple of years ago, and it, unless it was something that was absolutely, like, I... But it was the best moment ever. It's really hard. To it's hard for you. Well, don't don't beat yourself up because Kathy can't remember that we had David Faustino in the studio. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I had no accident. Yeah, she had no accident. Uh, well, well, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's that's going to screw with you. But the fact you survived that with a car yeah. was flipping over so high that the guy was yeah. able to see it in air, uh, you're lucky to be alive. You count every day. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. So I actually, I mean, I was never that person to like go to church do this yeah. or that no, never really and so but on that day october 26th every single year i think back of all the great things that have happened throughout that year yeah and then i like make like a little post or do something and go go through like that well that's right. good wow. that's, that's a, that's right, a life changer Jim. appreciate it, oh, it absolutely uh, is. that's uh that's that's wild so you know what our, our phone the moment i said has anybody been in a car that's yeah. rolled over <laughs> Our phone lights oh. completely lit up, and every one of them. And they haven't stopped since. I I didn't think it was that common, to be honest. But Oof. there are tons and tons of calls. Al had the car flip three hundred times, Preston. Wow, that's amazing. Hundred. All right. Well, listen, we got to take a break because uh, we're going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. But thanks for sharing the stories. We appreciate it. Don't forget, we have a secret text word and a chance for you to win an at-home virtual world premiere of Coming to America, the second movie. Text the word secret to three nine three three three. We're going to send a word to you. I ask you to call back in with that later this morning with the word, and uh, we'll grab a random text or two. Coming back in a moment, be file up next. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
We're going to be hearing some music in just a moment coming up here uh, for our Fox Good Day appearance, which you can see live on Fox Good Day or listen live here. And there it is. Here we go. Oh, Preston and Steve and the whole MMR crew and all your listeners. That, of course, is Nickelback that you hear in the background there. Hopefully you heard it. Apparently, and your listeners certainly know their music. Apparently, Nickelback is at the top of the list that we found of the most hated bands in the world. The study was completed using an algorithm based on information from message boards and other articles that referenced most hated lists. So Nickelback was at the top. And I'll let you guys guess, like, three or four of the other bands. Uh, Preston, you want to start? Yeah, so, you know, we've, we've seen lists like this before, and I've actually seen this article, but I don't, I don't remember who's on it, but I know who would be near the top. Another one would probably be Creed. Yeah. What? Uh, I love Creed! I <laughs> I, oh, listen, yeah. and, and this, the list is garbage because it also includes bands like U2 and some... And Rush. And, yeah, there's... Uh, and I mean, like, near the top, there's some that are that are like... Eh. But they use, they use these metrics of... Uh, that were kind of questionable, but it's it's an interesting, it's a fun discussion, you know. Who's what? What's the worst band ever? But I know Creed's up there. I'd Creed. probably say who else, uh, Steve? Would you? God, you know the, you the, the list was so it was so horrible, and it's such a subjective thing. And these lists are so weird. Sure, Creed, Nickelback, um, Those are the ba- main bands two. that annoy people. Oh, Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit is yep, another Limp one. Bizkit. But they're you know who's who's in their up. prime now? Who's reviled? Nickelback just gets it because. The pro- Nickelback is also a hit machine, yes, so they've generated they a lot yeah. of hits. Yep. So, uh, and you know the cool thing though about Nickelback is we've talked to Jack Kroger and members of the band. They get that they're Nickelback. They, yeah. they don't. Yes. Yeah, they That's get what it. I like about you know. Yeah. Uh, who, who else? Anybody have any ideas? Well, Coldplay. I mean, there are bands Coldplay. that people love Coldplay. to hate and yeah. that are easy to hate. And so I understand why U2, Pearl Jam is my favorite band, but people love to hate on Pearl Jam. So these bands end up on the list, and then it becomes popular to hate them, right. and that, that sort of reinforces the list itself. And it's there true. People- Go ahead. Obsessed with fish, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Bunch come on. I, I don't That's even understand why people would get into that band. Or even maybe watch a, an entire episode of some main cabin hunting uh, makeover show just because the drummer of the band <laughs> happened to be the Who subject do of that? that episode. Who would do such a... 76er fan, probably. Ridiculous. Yeah, probably. Yeah. probably. <laughs> Casey, there is no band that Casey adores more than fish. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't care that people hate them. I yeah. don't. I yeah. don't care that people. Does it actually reinforce your fandom that you're you're no. actually fighting an uphill battle? No, but I'm not going to apologize for the things that I like. Yeah, you know, as long as they're positive, you know. What do I care? <laughs> He's must have taken us some heat about this over the years. <laughs> yeah, well, that, no, no, no for the last 25, 26 years of my life. <laughs> but, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an easy, it's an easy go to to beat yeah. up on. Them. The, they're, they're, they're an acquired yeah. taste, but they're but. You can't deny their success. My my one of my all time favorite bands besides the Beatles is the band Rush. You know, and they yeah. are they're known for being uh, like no women like Rush, which is not true. But but it's one of the it's one of the uh, uh, myths that's there, and also that they're just a geeky band and all that. But they had you know a forty year career and still sold out. At, you know, but stadiums. people love to hate on them. But people love, love to hate on them. It's just yeah. you know yeah. it's something you like to do. Mike is Bon Jovi on the list. It's not on there, no. That's, no, that's an easy crazy. one to hate yeah. as well. What about yeah. Kathy's favorite, Afro Man? <laughs> <laughs> because Lincoln I got Park high, that's a... Lincoln now Park. I like Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park's a great band, but again, it, 
if you have a, a certain level of success, it starts to rub people the wrong way, True. and then it exacerbates the issue. Lincoln Park has had that success. Yeah. Hey, by the way, um, what was, is it Scott Stapp? Uh, who, Scott the Stapp. singer of Creed. Yeah. yeah. What was the, his most famous? <laughs> yeah, that's just it. Yeah, Mike. He actually, now Scott Stapp was his own kids make fun of the way he sings. Yep, yep they do. They were it making like fun. He's trying to cough something up. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's the singing crutch. I think it's easier for him to sing right. if he sings in that style. Right, by not singing, <laughs> right. by <Yeah>. groaning. <laughs> Uh, keeping you up, Kath? <laughs> oh, my God, totally. I was like, I hope I'm not on the camera. I just yawned. <laughs> I was? Yeah, we never know when, what cameras you're looking at. Busted. Oh, that's great. Yeah. She, had her, she had her swingers event last night. Yeah. Why would you say that? She had her COVID swingers event last night. Uh, she is beat. <laughs> Okay. Everyone's in the pod, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my God. I we just need a camera on her now oh whenever we do this. Oh my God. We're up for a whole hour. I'll see you next week. See you, right. see you guys. Take Thanks, care. Guys. All right. Speaking of Kathy, we did skip a look at NJ oh Insurance Group traffic, so why don't we take a look and see what's going on? What you got for us, Kathy? On the Schuylkill eastbound, it's jammed the boulevard through to Gerard. On the westbound side, uh, backing up near City Avenue uh, to Gladwin. 95 southbound jams Aramingo to Gerard. Once you get to the Vine West. Found that slow 8th to the Schuylkill Expressway. Blue Route northbound between Medium Route 1. We're slow there. Uh, and then in New Jersey, 55 northbound jams. Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Universal Technical Institute. With thousands of technician job openings nationwide. Trained to pursue an automotive career. Let UTI show you jobs in demand and how you can get trained in less than a year. UTI.edu. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by hers, Fire Ridged Potato Chips and Cheese Curls Mm. at your local grocery store today. And they burn so tasty. Taste the flavor. Feel the heat break out the hers. We'll start with this. A high school coach and retired San Francisco police officer is facing felony charges for allegedly grabbing an 11-year-old boy by the neck, forcing him in the car and threatening to put a bullet in his head. Because the kid did a ding-dong ditch prank on him. (laughs) Dean Taylor pleaded not guilty to charges of kidnapping and criminal death threats last week. He spent one night in the county jail, was released on a $100,000 bond. Police had arrested uh, Taylor after an eyewitness called to report an altercation between an older man and a young boy. He stuck his tongue at me, so I threw him off the roof. The eyewitness reported that the man aggressively grabbed the boy before driving off with the boy in a dark-colored sedan. Officers responding to the scene were this flagged. This is called ding dong ditch bitch. Were flagged down by a woman who told police her son had been victimized by an older man. The 11 year old told uh, the 11 year old victim told police that he and his friends were ringing doorbells and running away. When an older man exited his house and began chasing them in his car, the man cornered the victim, grabbed him by the neck, and forced him to the ground. Uh, the man also threatened to quote put a bullet in his head. The victim said he might have overreacted. Uh, the kid had redness around his neck but did not require medical attention. Uh, Taylor told officers that he was fed up after the kids rang his doorbell at least four times. Oh, man. Uh, Taylor told I'm officers put a bullet in your head? Yeah. Uh, that he chased the kids but denied grabbing the boy by his neck and threatening to put a bullet in his head. It's a really innocent crime. <laughs> it is. Listen, it's, it's annoying, annoying when you're on the receiving it end. It sure is. Yeah. But you do need to... <laughs> 
You gotta, you gotta tamp down your emotions if it does happen. Don't to you. you don't threaten to shoot them? Uh-huh. Uh, you know that, or that kidnap, yeah, them. kidnap them. That's mm-hmm. pretty, keep a bag of oranges by the front door and swing it at them. We, yeah. uh, we discovered a house that had an intercom as a doorbell. Oh, no, I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was bad news for that. <laughs> Intercoms were fascinating when you used when you were a kid. You'd show up at a front door and they had the intercom. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. it's amazing. A landslide on the Italian coast near Genoa caused the collapse of a cemetery, leading to hundreds of coffins falling into the ocean. Oh, my God. The Camagli Cemetery, built more than 100 years ago, is situated along an area of rocky seaside cliffs. Uh, The mayor of Camagli called the collapse an unimaginable catastrophe. It's estimated that 200 coffins had fallen but only 10 have been recovered. But in a way, it's just sort of funny. On Saturday... (laughs) If you stop to think about it, it's like a little dead body boats. Uh, I'm trying to put a positive spin on this uh, clearly disastrous situation. On Saturday, maintenance uh, being performed along the area of fragile coastline was abruptly stopped when workers noticed cracks in the rock. Uh, Some signs of fissures were seen, and we decided to close the cemetery, an official said, and they called... Uh, the Office of Civil Protection to intervene and evaluate the situation. A team of geologists with the Department of uh, with the Department had used drones to get a better sense of the damage and determine if there was danger of another landslide. They said the area is subject to this type of collapse. It is very fragile. I wonder, does the entry of all of that biomatter into the water it would have to contaminate it? Right? It's the sea, so yeah. It's I mean, it would, it, would, it would disperse after a while, but uh, the Port Authority of Genoa, I wouldn't drink it. Uh, blocked the coastal area below the cemetery Monday night to keep coffins from floating out to sea. Wait a second. Yeah. Would, would you have predatory fish and things? I mean, it, I depending know. on level of decomposition. Right. I'd like to see a special about that. On Tuesday, after surveying the site, officials said they will continue to work on recovering the coffins and the corpses as well. Uh, a wanted man in England handed himself into police rather than spend any more time in lockdown with the people he lives with. He had volunteered himself to officers on Wednesday afternoon in a bid for some peace and quiet, police said. Uh, Being cooped up in the pandemic has led many to yearn for some space from the people that they share homes with. But the man appears to have gotten to the point where he even (laughs) wanted to return to Her Majesty's prison estate as it was preferable. When a jail looks better to you, then you're having a bad situation at home. So he had had a warrant and he called the police and said, come and get me. I can't take this anymore. Police arrested a man who claimed that he had been kidnapped to get out of work. Did I share this story yet? Uh, uh-huh. I think you might have. <laughs> okay, do it again. Where the 19-year-old Brandon Souls was, uh, they found him near a water tower with his hands bound behind his back. And Does this end with a bear full of cocaine? No, but a oh. bandana stuffed in his mouth. Do you guys no, remember no. this? Okay, no. go ahead. All right, because I, I had it a couple of days ago and I didn't get a chance to do this. So he did this to try to get out of work. So they found him with his hands bound behind his back and a bandana stuffed in his mouth. Souls told police that he was kidnapped by two masked men. He said the men knocked him unconscious and drove him around in a vehicle before leaving him by the water tower that he was found at. Detectives conducted an investigation that found no evidence that a kidnapping or assault had occurred. Officers say when they looked at surveillance video to corroborate his story of him being hit over the head and stuffed in his car in front of a, a home... Uh, They saw no signs of any of his story being true. 
Uh, he also alleged kidnapping occurred because of a large amount of money his father had hidden around town, which was also fabricated. He was arrested for false reporting to the police. Officers say Souls admitted that he made up the story as an excuse to get out of work during the interview. Souls was fired from his job at the tire factory after this incident. Hey, couldn't you just call in sick? Yeah, you could actually yeah. call in sick. You know the go-to. Pretend to be sick. Diarrhea yeah. or COVID. Uh, and then one last story. Packs of dogs in eastern Russia are inexplic- inexplicably turning up pink and blue. A pack of stray dogs with bright blue fur was found. I really like to paint your dogs pink and blue. Oh, God. And I like to paint my dog pink and blue. Buckets is currently a shade of moth. <laughs> uh, so a pack of stray dogs with bright blue fur was found earlier this month. And what's the purpose of that? Near an abandoned chemical plant in the Russian city of Zerzhinsk. Uh, near the abandoned Zerzinskoy Org Steklo chemical plant that once manufactured highly toxic hydrocyanic acid, which is also a core ingredient in a once commonly used Prussian blue dye. Okay. Experts believe this detail may help explain why some pups are now blue through and through, including their excrement is turning blue. So uh, areas that there are areas and countries around the world where certain cities have packs of roving wild dogs. Yeah. Are there any cities in the United States that none come to mind? Um, you know what? Where there's there's literally packs of dogs. Uh, no, I have read stories in the bizarre file of of people getting attacked by a pack of dogs. Of dogs yeah. that weren't Owned by anyone, like feral, a right. feral. Yeah, yeah. So it it can it has happened in the states before. Huh. I, I definitely remember doing that. I guess coyotes don't count. No, um, you know that. Um, I mean, were... these these are these are potentially domesticated dogs that have been abandoned that could or be right. domesticated, but you can't domesticate coyotes because there is an issue, and it might still be ongoing in the villas in. Right outside of Cape May, there was a, a Coyotes coyote, coyote problem. Making yeah. extensive purchases through the Acme Corporation. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. We had, we had uh, I told you, uh, Casey, off air, we had, uh, so we have a security camera at our at our new beach house. Yeah. And we had a skunk in our backyard uh, the other day that was uh, crawling around back there. Mm. Just let, let it pass on through. Yeah. As if it yeah. discharges, getting that smell out. Oh, of my God. Yeah, 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 I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Hell no. Send your coyote out after. But I'm wondering if my, if my dogs will be out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, your, your dogs are. They ain't having They're any be- intruders. No way. <laughs> that ain't going to end well. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's the B-File. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget, we are going to have as a guest this morning, actor Walter Goggins. Walton Goggins that we are excited to speak to about his show, The Unicorn, which is on tomorrow night on CBS3. We'll be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we were on uh, Fox Good Day just a little while ago, and we were discussing this uh, article that was done uh, by Best Life BestLifeOnline.com. They used uh, science and math. I did have the whole article here earlier. Did you lose it? Yeah. Do you want uh, to resend the article? The, uh... No, no. It's. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got the list, but what I don't have are the metrics that they used. Yeah, it was some uh, bizarre thing to determine it. They they went through. A variety of publications and right. mentions of, and they also used online, and anytime there were bands that were mentioned in a certain way, and then they had um, reviews, and they had this whole list yeah. of things, Case. So it's an algorithm based on things like most hated, uh, most hated lists, message boards, and articles, and then they came up with the top, or actually bottom, 21. Right. Then they, then they gave them specific scores, and they had like four different scores for each specific metric. Do you have that? No, I don't. Okay. No, so, but- yeah, there was a full article. Steve sent it to me last week, and I had it, and it's it's gone. Uh, but I do have the list uh, that that they uh, compiled. I found just on a, on a quick uh, perusing of the list, Preston, when I initially sent it over to you, like I'm like, this is, uh, but that's what these things do. They 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 get you angry because there's bands right. on this list clearly that are adored and that every reason to be considered great. Well, and, so and that's, it, but but that's yeah. that's why they create these lists. Well, mm-hmm. they create these lists because these bands are known and, and yeah. loved and adored. So right. with the adoration comes your critic as well. So, that's it. They love um, to build you up and tear you down. Yeah, so if the bands actually really do suck, then they're not going to be... Right. They're, gonna, popular. Yeah, they're not going to be popular. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, they won't sell any records. Right. And nobody will know who they are. Uh, but the list is interesting, and we can go through this, and you guys can, you know, chime in on, on what you think about these groups. There's, I don't know if there's anybody on here I really I mean, hate. I, I can tell you, like off the bat, Rush used to be a band I hated mm-hmm. initially in the in the early days of, and then uh, and then I, I I revisited Rush, and I'm like, this is good, and yeah. and it, it kept getting better, and now they're one of my favorites. But there 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 are times. You know, I think yeah, a lot of times sure. where you need to step away and step back before you can appreciate. Right. Yeah, uh, Press, I will say uh, of the list that you're holding there, the uh, band number two, I actually do hate that band. Okay. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because I don't like Fred Durst. Okay. So ex- extract Fred Durst. Are there a couple songs from Limp Biscuit that you dig? West Borland is a great guitarist. Yeah. Okay. And, and had done some really, really okay. nice things. And I just do not care. For Fred Durst, I think um, he's, he's, hey, rockers, yeah. hip hoppers, yeah, like uh, the tone of his voice on yeah. some I of know about but, the he said she's oh, yeah. shut up, man. But he's such a good director. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, also, he did an interview with Matt Cord, and he was a total, yeah, total a hole to Matt, right? And uh, and I mean, uh, you, Matt plays the audio, yeah. or would play because it's so funny how terrible of a person he was well yeah. yeah i mean and just in general the, the, but let's not forget that limp biscuit it had a, it was a flash and then it went away they weren't yeah. able to sustain right they were they weren't generating the hits like i mean nickelback as we mentioned in, in the uh the piece with fox 
uh, you know, is is on the list. But Nickelback has a conga line of hits. Yeah. All right. So here you go, real quick. Uh, they they looked at uh, LA Weekly's list of the top twenty worst bands of all time. Then turned their attention to Vice's list of the hundred and twenty three worst musicians of all time. Uh, and the list was not ranked. So if the band was on the list, it got points added to its score. If it wasn't, no points were added. Then they looked at the top 21 most overly hated bands according to Ultimate Guitar, which is a guitar instruction website. Um, and finally it says, we used two polls from Ranker, the 102 most overrated bands and the 421 worst rock bands of all time. So that's how they went through. All right, and where and that Venn diagram uh, yeah. converges is yeah. where these bands sit. Yeah, so uh, number 21 on this uh, list is Linkin Park. Uh, I don't hate Linkin Park, but I don't sit around and listen to Linkin Park. To be uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, number 20 is uh, Spin Doctors. What? I think Spin Doctors get beat up on too hard. And and it's part of, um, well, part of it is because they were they were so huge. popular. Huge. At one point, they had huge, when when uh, Two Princes hit, yeah. mm-hmm. boom, they exploded. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong was a, was a, a fun, right. and it, it was a hit song for them, yeah. but, but Two Princes was gigantic. And then they had a couple of other ones, but they became kind of like the, the quote-unquote light alt darling for a like little while. Like pop alt. Yeah. And I, I agree. And so they got that, um, they got that impression or that moniker yeah. and uh, it was hard to shake that and then the fact that they couldn't get a follow-up yeah hit that eclipsed this yeah was a problem keep in mind these are not these are not the worst bands no. that's different these are most hated bands. i know so uh it doesn't mean that they're it, it just means that there's groups of people that Who just hate them do not like yeah. them as opposed to that, that oh my god that's garbage that's not even worth hating you know what i mean it's so bad it's not worth hating spin doctors is to 1992 what hootie and the blowfish is to 1996 totally you know it, only yeah hootie had a number of more hits but yeah, yeah agreed they it's, rocketed it's to the top they mostly came out of nowhere they became a hugely popular very very fast and you know what I love Hootie and the I love Hootie. So do I. I love them. Rochelle and I listened to them quite a bit. And, and Ross and Rachel went to see them. Uh, did they yeah, really? Yeah. I went to see them. Yeah. I saw them in concert that yeah. tour. No and, kidding. Yeah, they were uh, fan Come fantastic. on. Hootie and the Blowfish. And I'll never forget it because Darius Rucker steps up yeah. and he's about to sing a song and he just goes, you know, they, they, they yeah. had already, like, they were halfway through the show and he just goes, everyone in America is sick of this song. <laughs> and then they went into Hold My Hand. Oh, yeah. And it was fantastic. It was great. So, you know, take it for what it is. He's got a great voice. Look at him. He's, he's going great guns. In he's able country. to... Country, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so Spin Doctors were number 20. Oddly enough, Hootie and the Blowfish is not on this list because I don't think they're really relevant anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though Spin Doctors... In the Where Are They Now file. <laughs> yeah, Spin Doctors, to be honest, aren't that relevant anymore. No. I mean, they, they aren't a current, you know... Currently producing music. All right, well, let's continue. Let's to go. This. Yeah. We've got work Most to do. Hated bands. Nineteen. Nirvana. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I think people just like to beat up on them because of how um, avant-garde they were, and, right? And revolutionary. And then if you don't like it, you get pissed that other people do like it, right? I don't hate Nirvana, but I really don't sit down and listen to them. I will hear no. them when we play them on the air. No, and, I agree, and, man. And, and this is this is my favorite Nirvana song, period. Breathe. I do not, I don't hate them. I completely recognize their importance. Uh, I, I don't I, seek them out, though. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, and and uh, as per this list, hate would not be a word I would use right, with Nirvana. Yeah. The only Nirvana I listen to on repeat is Unplugged. The Unplugged album that they put out to me. Is that their most popular album? I don't know. Because it was, it's such a, it's such that I'm curious. Besides, never mind. 
Yeah, I mean, what's their highest? You were required to buy Nevermind yeah. in 1991 and 92, but I liked listening to the Unplugged record. You, you know, know also, Preston, the guy who first brought the concept of Nirvana to me or and to the people I was with at the time was you a guy like I didn't him. like all that yeah. much. Yeah, yeah it's hard and to... I was like, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you can hold a grudge right. against of a course. band because of the person that <laughs> likes them the most and turned you on or tried right. to turn you on. Until, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, number 18 is Rush. And when I first saw this list, I was like, man, really? And then I read the rest of the list and I'm like, oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. unhappy about that. Uh, so, but I, I get it. Listen, I understand. When, when I was a teenager, when I was younger, I couldn't understand how you wouldn't like this band. Yeah. So that's, I, how, that's how deep into them I was. And I was like, wait, would, are, excuse me? You know, but it's, it's too much for some people or, you know. I knew a hardcore Rush fan at, at the, what I would consider when Getty was singing far more falsetto or at least higher no, range. just as a higher, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, and then... When it started to shift, or I, you know, wh- wherever I got in, um, it, it was like, and I, I actually remember where I re- said to myself, "Man, I really, really like this band with Subdivisions," because I, okay. I, I, I liked them. Yeah. And then from Subdivisions on, I was like, "I really like this band." Yeah, the stuff before that, before uh, this album, before Moving Pictures, was uh, well before Permanent Waves was pretty intense and yeah. experimental and a little bit weird and, and everything. So. You know, I get it now, but I, I had a friend of mine who was like, man, I'm not in a rush. You know, what, what should I listen to? And I gave him Hemispheres. I'm like, here, listen to this. <laughs> and I realized I went in the wrong direction. I should have given him the most palatable. <laughs> yeah. The first. first the first dude to sort of really work me on Rush, Preston, was also a massive fan of the Flashdance soundtrack. And I'm like, how are these two things yeah. living in the same uh-huh. world? All right. Well, backing right up to that, Pearl Jam. <laughs> list of most hated bands number 17 on this list um and nick you had already hit on that uh some people just hate because they they may not get it and hate the fact that so many people get it yes do you wonder if it's also let's say if a band is active or socially active or 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 works out you know well that's not new with pearl jam but there there are a lot of bands that have done it and i think sometimes I In other words, is this, is this most refined to just the music, or are people adding in collateral? Yeah. And you you can't tell by the metrics maybe here, a, but maybe a small, maybe some. Because I think I think you know you can't again like with Pearl Jam, you can't argue. Yeah, know? I guess the, the social activism as uh, argument against Pearl Jam is uh, it's just they've been doing it for thirty years. So they've yeah. always done it. Yeah, so I find that um, a, a weird reason for not liking them, but but also. They are a current band. I mean, they're not as popular right. um, with selling records as they were in ninety, you know, in the early nineties. But they are just as uh, sure. successful yeah. when it comes to selling tickets. Yeah. But there are some bands out there that if somebody hates them, I have to think, well, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know. So when you say you hate Pearl Jam or you hate the Beatles, I'm like, you are, you're broken. Yeah, you are a broken well, person. Well, yeah. the, the argument I always find is when you find, and we talked about this, people who don't like music. Yeah. I'm like, there's a whole lot of music. You can't find something that you like. It's right. so funny. I have a friend. She has, um, you know, our, our kids go to school together, yeah. so that's how we are friends. And she, you know, she's like, I don't listen to you. I don't listen to the radio. And I was like, you drive in silence? She's like, yeah. I, and I was like, hmm. Okay, that's weird. I yeah. mean, you just <laughs> there's a you scene. just drive with your thoughts. Case there's a scene in, in Seinfeld where uh, Elaine and Putty are getting on a plane, and, and 
And she's like, do you, do you want a book? And she's they're, they're sitting next to each other. He goes, no. He's just, you're going to watch the movie? He goes, no. No. Yeah. And he's just sitting there with a grin on his face, just staring ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's looking at him like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. All right. So you got Pearl Jam at number 17. Number 16 is Oasis as a mo- one of the most hated bands, according to this scientific study, quote unquote scientific, scientific. study. Done. Um, Oasis, I, I can take or leave. I don't hate them, uh, but I don't really. I, I Okay. Here's what I think All about right. Oasis. I think they're overrated, um, but I don't dislike them. You know what I mean? I yeah. think they are overrated, and yeah. I don't just like them. The exact yeah. same thing. And the songs that I do love of theirs, I love a lot. Yeah, Champagne Soup yeah. and Over is yeah. a great song. But there were so many people that were waving the banner of, next Beatles. guys are the next, next Beatles. Beatles. And I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't no. hear it. Spin no. Doctors are the next Beatles. Right, yeah. come on, let's... Keep our eye on the ball. Here. But Oasis fans will say that the the album definitely maybe is a perfect album right. from from start to finish. And I'm looking at it, and you know, yeah, it's a pretty good song. And, but it's, I was going to say song. Uh, it's a pretty good album. But when I had heard that, I was like, all right, let me take it out for a spin. And I didn't hate it. I think they also suffer of, of being working class Englishmen who kind of look like the Beatles. <laughs> and so people resented that about right. them, you know. And yet, Preston, to your point, like, when they came out and you saw these videos, you're like, these guys kind of look like the Beatles and sort of sound like them a little bit. And then I hate them because they're not the Beatles. Right. You but know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. the song Don't Look Back in Anger, I'm going to play this. Um, great song. It's, it is a great song. And it is like an anthem yeah. for English people. Like, yeah. the, you know, the, this will be one where, you know, if you had a stadium, Wembley Stadium full of people and this song was playing, everybody in the stadium would be singing this. All right, uh, number 15 on the list is Corn. Uh, and Corn is um, an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, there's it, some corn I. Re- it always sounds like you're talking about produce, but there's, uh, there's some corn I really dig. Again, I, I don't hate them, I appreciate them. Yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. For a long no, time, uh, likewise, and but but I didn't uh, I, I didn't uh, you know go, oh dear God not this the you fart know, remix I, really turned me Preston <laughs> you're probably right uh, seeing uh, Ray Luzier uh, the drummer play live is what blew me away and uh, is that at MO Barbecue uh, it was at MO Barbecue yeah. with, with Jonathan Davis that's right Jonathan Davis I mean I was I'm a drummer so I was you know staring at him the whole time but I thought Jonathan Davis was great too yeah. and he didn't do too much of the what you got what what is he the Adam Sandler of and Bruce Lee? <laughs> you know what I remember though? The, uh, uh, the it was the video for for this freaking uh, leash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that when videos could hold a little bit of sway over your um, yeah. enjoyment of a band yeah, yeah. and like. Um, you could connect the visual to the music, and that was sort of an Andre. Yeah, uh, and it did work for me with Corn. That's how I began to appreciate Corn. I will say, uh, and this is you know, it's not proven fact, but I would say probably a majority of Corn fans hate fish. So I, I sort of feel like in defense of fish. I well, they're two hate, different food types. I need yes. to, you know, you're right. Yeah. I you need have to both hate in one sitting. I think you could. Mm. Do you have corn with fish? Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like Mexican corn. Yeah. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, like uh and you know, put that on like a fish taco. You know what though? I could meat. listen to both meatloaf and corn. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I will not hate corn just because corn hates fish. All right. Okay. Uh, but I don't get it. I don't um it's not my uh, it's in my not it's my our real new house. segment called Entree or Not an Entree. <laughs> right. Are you writing down best uh, <laughs> food bands? 
I'm writing down an idea. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. What else? Uh, next on the list, Metallica. Oh, there we go. Uh, Metallica, obviously one of the most successful rock bands in history. Yeah. Uh, and still continue. They they could sell out. They could sell out a hundred thousand seater. Oh, they well, could they, easily do it. And of course, they just run the news because of the Twitch streaming, where they yeah. they they dubbed out their actual music and replaced it with. Bizarre elevator music. I am not into Metallica. I have never been into Metallica. Um, I don't hate Metallica, though. The hate is a strong word. No, I'll tell you what I do. Metallica, for me, if I'm on the right sound system, like at home, yeah. I will uh, I will put on an occasion like this, on yeah. a where you can feel that bass. In concert would be a great place, obviously, yeah. where you can. It's a visceral band. And uh, the funny thing is, is that you, a lot of people forget, I was uh, being reminded of this because of the whole Twitch thing, and a lot of people are pointing this out. In the early days of file sharing, they were the big ones oh, yeah. railing against Napster. Napster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and they were, the uh, they were one of the main bands to yep. fight it. Mm-hmm. Have you guys because they seen? said, this is our product. Yes. Yeah. You can't take it. We're losing money. Have yeah. you guys seen them live? Uh, Metallica? No. Have you? I, I have, yeah. And what'd you think? At the vet. Uh, blown away. Yeah, yeah. That's really right great, here. Great live. And um, uh, lucky enough to do a few meat needs over the years. Or meat and greets, not meat needs. <laughs> and, and, uh, How about some corn? <laughs> right? <laughs> Who wants some meatloaf? Oh, I like some fish. Uh, I've never been more impressed by a band at a meet and greet than Metallica. They were the nicest guys Good. that went around and took time to chat with every huge Metallica fan. It was a really cool experience. I, there's a great quote, and it was when Jason Newstead was still in the band, and, and uh, the interviewer was asking about, uh, what do you think about people uh, you know, calling you sellouts? Because mm. that was a big thing. Because yeah. there, there was this underground band for the longest time. And he goes, yep, we're sellouts. Every seat in the house, every time we play, any city we play in, okay. yeah. we sell out. So yep. shut up. And I love him. I'm like, man, that's, that's a great quote. Uh, and I press into that point when you, when, I, I never forget what Joan Judd said about, um, you know, about not selling the rights to uh, some of her songs yeah. and saying, what was I thinking? Right. Yeah. right. Uh, so number 14 on this most hated bands list. All right. Next up, The Doors. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people. Uh, so I told you, uh, at once every couple of months, maybe once a year, I have a door spell that I go Yeah, through. yeah, me too. Uh, I cannot listen to them around the clock. Nope. Uh, but uh, I can for a, a brief period. And I, I mean, listen, there's some, some heady, trippy stuff, and then there's just some real great regular rock. But I can't take it for too long. I love them. And I'm like you, Steve. I, you know, I, it's usually once every couple of months. I'm like, okay, I need to take a... A stroll down this uh, this road. Uh, but when you hear something like this, to me, Case, I'm seeing highways in like Topanga Canyon or, or, yeah. or uh, you know California. It's it's a it's a an L.A. rock sound. I think I don't hate anyone because I don't do like a full like I would never do, do that. I would never listen to anything to album. start to yeah. finish. I I can't. To me, that I would hate any any band at right. the end of that. Yeah. Like I need a variety. So there's no like people who I mean, like you've said, you've all said it. Like despise a band. I I don't get that. Right. I don't understand it. But we, you do have to be in a Doors mood. What what's the song? And, I, and I, I'm it's and Bill Weston's in the studio too. Uh, it's you know walked on down the hall. Oh, oh what the song end. is that? The end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've got to, mother. You've got to be in the right mood yeah. to a, listen to the, the end. Oedipal lyrics, or you're j- it's yeah. just gonna you're, you're gonna you jerk the wheel. And, yeah, uh, and okay, enough of this. Seahorses, <laughs> 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 but I mean, if you take the um, 
Yeah, the, the, this is great for Christ's sake. It's a sake. great song. It and is. And now you think of this, you have to think of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Will does a Jim Morrison impression that just cracks yeah. me up. Uh, and he'll do it. He'll sing other lyrics to other songs, right. you know, uh, in the Jim Morrison voice. And I'm trying to think of one, you know, the, the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> All around town. It just gets me every single time. So the doors are number 13 on this list. How about this? Green Day? Really? I mean, as one of the most hated bands? Green well, Day? Out of the gate. I'm sure Marissa's going to comment on this. Got caught crap for being faux punk. Yeah, from the punk purists. The punk purists oh. never really liked Green Day. Marissa? I just watched this documentary called East Bay Punks and um, I found out at the end that it was created by Green Day because I was very surprised that in like the last two minutes they talked to a lot of people who were like, wow, you know, congratulations on your success. And then there was only like two people that were like, yes, yeah, sellouts. So because a lot of the punk scene thought they were sellouts. Yeah, okay. But they had this really interesting point that said Anybody who calls someone a sellout has some privilege in life because you get on stage and you want to be a band because you want to get signed and become successful. So if you're mad at somebody for being successful, then you're okay in life because if you're struggling, you would want to be successful as well. Does that kind of make sense? I'm going to macrame that. No, yes. I know what you're saying. I'll, I'll yeah. get you a needlepoint set. See, yeah. we'll do it together this weekend. No, um, uh, but I think just the whole overall, notion of selling out of, of achieving. Successes and and railing against it is such BS. And I always thought of of, of Green Day as more as of a, of a pop punk band. Yeah, but, that's but you know what? Okay. We were talking about Metallica and people calling them sellouts. Well, you know that's probably because of the Black Album, right? And they were it was popular. It was popular. It was. A good, I'm sorry, it's good. but it was a good. It was yeah. a great album. Yeah. Well, and then sorry then, that a lot of people liked it. Yeah, we brought joy to many people. Well, and then people were mad at Green Day because they thought Green Day blew up the punk scene. They had this cool underground. <laughs> You know, scene kind of like how people outside of the Philadelphia started going to dinner on Blanc and it, ruined it. Exactly, okay. right? Yeah. The suburbanites. It became dinner on ten. No, it didn't start here. Didn't it start in Chicago? France. It started in Paris. Oh, Paris. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. That's so, the one. That's the only one I'll go to. Yeah, oh, right. Of course. People held this music sacred, and then Green Day brought it into oh, the you know top yeah. forty. I'm sure know, some forty one and Blink one eighty two <laughs> and all those guys just hated the fact that they paved the way for them to have an incredible career. But it's a lot of fun to see like, like, like a sixty six year old punk. Right. It's a really good documentary. I highly recommend it to anybody. Easy um, punks. All right. Number eleven is Coldplay. Nick had mentioned this earlier when we were on uh, Fox Good Day. And by the way, somebody texted Bill Weston is in the room and he's okay with. Preston doing this list in order? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> What's that all about? Coldplay is a top five band for me. Okay. I lo- in fact, they're probably a top three band. I haven't listened to them lately, but I will go back and, oh man, I haven't listened to Parachutes in a while. Right. Yeah. I and- think they're the band that I've listened to the most songs in a row. Really? Really? Yes. Okay. At three. So you, there, was nev- <laughs> there was never a time in your life where you would just put on full albums and listen? No. My first album That's I ever owned I was, was Tom Petty, and I loved it, but I couldn't, I, I wouldn't do the whole thing in one sitting. I'd switch them out. That you know I was what? A I, DJ of th- sorts. Yeah, yes, you were <laughs> of sorts. And then Preston, of course, we got s- suckered by the. Now that's what I call music albums, and then yeah. we change our listening pattern. Uh, I used to make mixes because I couldn't listen to the full album. Yeah, but Green Day is one of those bands that can easily cross over to a few different formats. They can be in kind of an alt rock and rock format. They can also go into a pop and Green adult, Day or Coldplay. Adult, Coldplay. Did I say Green Day? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Coldplay. You can go over into an adult contemporary. Green play can. Uh, actually, <laughs> Green that. Day and can. Cold do, day. Yeah. 
Green Day can do the same thing, to be honest. They, yeah. uh, you know, you give them a little bit of time. But, I mean, time of your life when that hit, that went on adult contemporary radio I'll stations. say that Coldplay's song, Fix You, is, I think, oh one of the greatest songs yeah. ever written. One of the greatest songs ever written. I yeah. agree with you. I was surprised that the, the last concert that I went to uh, with how energized it was. Because you listen to a song like Yellow yeah. or even Fix You, and they, and then you go into the concert, and it was just... It wasn't ballad after ballad after ballad. I mean, it was a, right. a ton of energy in that show. Yeah. All right. Uh, now to number 10. At number 10. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, a lot of people like to hate Dave. <laughs> I yep. know people hate Dave, yeah. yeah. I think people hate Dave Matthews Band fans, too. Uh, and, um, you know. Okay. But DMB, not unlike Fish, has created this community yeah. of they'll, diehards they'll who never travel, yeah. who, you know. You're exactly now, right. Now, they play a lot more shows than Fish does, but uh, but but people will travel around. They'll go all over the place to see them. I've seen know. them more than I've seen Pearl Jam. I've seen Dave Matthews Band more than I've seen any band. And How many of, times would you say? I don't know, 60, 70. I mean, they, wow. they used to come through town. They do a summer tour and a fall-slash-winter tour. I would go to all the shows. I was in the fan club, which is called The Warehouse, blah, blah, blah. I'm a big fan. I, I love the band a lot. Uh, and I remember I was going to a show one time, and I told Chuck I was, you know, going to go see them over at the E Center or whatever it was called at the time. And uh, Camden, and he's like, eh, a bunch of lemmings. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> who said this? Chuck D'Amico. And I was like, all right. And, and I remember being insulted by that. Bunch of I'm, lemmings. I'm going to my uh, my Kiss concert. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But but you gonna paint your face, Chuck? You gonna have fun? <laughs> that's how people like to paint Dave Matt- because again, while you're over there, I'm gonna be rocking and rolling all night and partying every day. Yeah. They were enormously popular. And uh, and it's poppy, and there's aspects to Dave Matthews that can be really jazzy, but also aspects that can be poppy. You know, and people take away from that. But but this is a serious comment about Dave Matthews. Watch the chord progression that guy does on the guitar. Sometimes, oh my god, it is really impressive. And yeah. Preston, you'll agree, one of the best drummers in rock. Absolutely, Carter Beaufort. And I tell you what, one of the things I think that that hampers them as far as their coolness factor is that. Dave uh, pretty much exclusively plays an acoustic guitar, yeah, which mm-hmm. gives it a, a different sound than than what you used to. Yeah, you're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Plug Lemmings. that thing in, you pussy. All right, how much time we got left here, Case? Uh, yeah, we can keep going. Do we have time right. for nine more? We yeah, got, we got number nine, and uh, it's the aforementioned Kiss, the hottest band in the world, considered one of the most hated bands according to this particular list. And I could, you know, I, I could see if you don't get it, if if. Listen, the the songs, some of the songs are kind of cheesy now. And when you look back, they haven't aged that great. Kiss is is an experience. That's it. It's not... To me, you're not you're not going for virtuos, and they would be the first to tell you that yeah, that, yeah. that that it's a visceral theatrical deal. But when it comes to giving their fans what they want and mm-hmm. putting on a show and bringing it all the time, that's what Kiss does. Yeah, I agree. Or uh, do I, I went to see them one time and. It was outrageous. Yeah. It was awesomely outrageous with the fire and confetti and people flying and <laughs> I mean blood. they just they just broke the record for biggest pyrotechnic display in the history of rock. Yeah. 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 I, I have no beef with KISS yeah. at all. Now, if you live for KISS, yeah. I think that's a little goofy. But it's your thing. My man. friend You're Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne yeah. my trainer, and, oh, and right. he, Dwayne is and it, and what it is, it's every bit adoration for the music knowingly and also it is a reaffirmation of that nostalgia that brings everyone together. My stepsister ran yeah. in to Dwayne on a Kiss cruise. Awesome. So she's in the same yeah, yeah, boat. Yeah. I got the same thing, man. Same ship. Uh, okay, Radiohead is number eight. 
And uh, I've said before, I really, eh, I don't, I don't do. The radio I tried, I tried, I tried so I tried hard. Yeah. Creep is still my favorite song of theirs. Um, uh, Karma Chameleon. Karma Police. Karma Police. Uh, Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon. Is <laughs> Not a country very club. different song. But uh, in, in that nature, yeah, I don't know. I, I just because I'll go with. I can be with pretty artsy stuff like the, uh, you know, uh, uh, King Crimson and all that. But I, but I. Uh, Something about their sound doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate it. Uh, I did see them in concert. I fell asleep at the concert. Uh, and it was in their heyday. Okay. You want to fall asleep at the culture club. Too. Uh, but uh, you know what I do find kind of, well, it seems that a lot of younger, now grown artists have, uh, like, I forgot it, Carrie, uh, Perry Kate. Perry, oh Perry, Perry, Katie, Perry, Katie, Katy Perry, Katy Perry. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm like Carrie something. Perry, Katie was a TV lawyer. Carrie, Katie. Oh yeah, uh, is this one I'm talking about? Uh, no, but uh, Katy Perry mentioned him in a song, and I'm like, oh, come on, really? Seriously? What, was she was inspired by them? That's it. We used to listen to Radiohead, yeah, yeah. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. By the way, I just remembered that I also fell asleep at a concert. What was it? <laughs> After I made that comment to you, uh, the Horde Fest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, not Blues because Traveler. I wasn't enjoying the music. Yeah. Gates Re- fell asleep at number seven's concert. Not really, Fish. though. Oh, no, it was Trey Anastasio. Yeah. The Trey Anastasio band that he fell asleep at. Uh, Fish is number seven on this list of most hated bands, according to science. Anybody want to uh, expand on that? So, listen, everyone knows they, they, they have their, they're a jam band, jam bandish, and, and they... Um, You've recently become more uh, appreciative of of a fish, correct? Uh, no. So here's the deal. I, yeah, the, there, there. When you did the drum video, when I did the drum video, when I listened to album tracks, right? Yeah, I think they're good. Casey starts to play me something, a video of them live. You want to kill yourself? I'm gone. Yeah. I, I, I just, yeah. I don't like it. And it's wild. What speaks to me does it. not speak to him whatsoever. He's looking for grooves. I'm yeah. not. I'm looking for something in between the grooves. To Actually, sleep. A good, a good sleep. Not necessarily though. And yeah. listen, I just, I like what I like. And it's true. You know, what's wild is prior to me getting so heavily into the band. I listened to a ton of R and B. Like I loved Mariah Carey and yeah. Boys to Men, and like like strong vocals, right? I will admit, not one person in the band uh, in in the band Fish is like a really strong vocalist. Um, but you know, musically, you know, some of these. I think the hatred some is of these grooves that they get into. It, it, it comes down to either you get them or you don't, and, yeah. and the hate comes from the people who don't. Yeah, and, yeah. and I feel bad, like for you know, you know, people that don't. Yeah. People that don't get it, like I, I feel bad because I just think it's it's something really great. And there are other things that I don't get that I wish I got. Yeah, you like, know, like Hootie. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Hootie fan. Yeah, there's there's, and I. But when you guys were talking about them, I I kept quiet. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything bad. Okay, I, Fish obviously deserves to be at the table. They're they're a real band with a real. Fandom and they're they're talented guys, just not we, particularly yeah. my cup of tea. In this discussion, you can say some bad stuff. This yeah. is the most hated bands according to science. So feel free. I Open mean, up on Hootie, man. Go for it. Dude. Yeah, cut I, me, bro. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I because I don't think Hootie. If you cut Hootie, does he not bleed? I don't think that <laughs> Hootie sucks. I just don't think that they're that great. Okay, okay. Well, that's it's in keeping with this list. Yeah. All right. So Fish is number seven on this list of most hated bands. Uh, number six. It's Bob Dylan. That's Marissa's favorite. Uh, Marissa's favorite. Uh, Listen, I've 
I this, love Bob Dylan. This but is it, my favorite Bob Dylan song. You go to a, the concerts are always a crapshoot where you're almost always guaranteed to lose on that bet. Uh, it, 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 you, you play the odds, and it's rare. Marissa, you'll agree with this. And then occasionally you get a gem. But otherwise, you walk out going, well, there was another two and a half hours. Yeah, I would say Dave Matthews is the one first where I say you can't understand what the song is. And then I went to a Bob Dylan concert. Yeah, yeah. You just can't understand what the songs are. So In here's, fact, there was a concert I went to at The Man where he sang ten songs. And it wasn't until he sang one of his own that I realized that none of the first songs were his own. He okay. sang all covers. Oh. Well, here, here's what, what will always be perplexing to me about Bob Dylan. And I don't hate Bob Dylan. He's just not one of my favorites. And, and, and trust me when I've tried to understand yeah. this, that he's the greatest songwriter of all time. I don't, I don't get it. He, I don't hear it. And I, and I know it's supposed to be of a time. And had I been around and heard what was surrounding it in popular music, I may have understood why Bob Dylan was a big deal. He's one of the... I just don't get he's it. He's one of the greats. I don't think... So listen, uh, like Shelter from the Storm and... and there's so many songs that I think are, are great and well-written. He's been accused throughout his career, though, of plagiarism. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, uh, this is the one particular concert I never got where he had this, this white makeup on his face. And I'm like, what is this? He left, uh, when I saw him, he left a lot to be desired. He opened up the concert that I went and saw with uh, Rainy Day Woman number 12. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be great. Yeah. And then he proceeded to play for two hours. Of, of music that I had never heard before. He had done Tangled Up a Blue, but completely changed the melody of everything. And it wasn't until he had gotten Man. into, like, one lyric, I was like, oh, oh this, is, this is Tangled Up in Blue. And then yeah. if you have a bad sound system. <laughs> so Bob Dylan is number six on the list. we got to work our way through yeah. these. Uh, number five is Mumford & Sons. <laughs> uh, Mumford & Sons, hugely successful and kind of took the, the music's world by storm because of their different approach on it. Do they have they had any sort of traction recently? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. Just start- their follow-up album was um just as popular as their first album. Then they tried long- to well, so I think they listened to the critics too much because right. they changed their sound. They plugged in. I didn't think that album, I think it was like Wilder Mind was as, as good as right. their previous two albums. But Marcus Mumford is a damn good lyricist. He's a damn good singer. And um uh, yeah, so, and they snuck their way into my top five favorite bands. All right. Uh, yeah, and I think that I suffered from a case of when, when they came out, I didn't get it. You guys, uh, Casey and, and Nick in particular, were touting them as the greatest band in the world, in my mind. Yeah, they and didn't have just, a drummer. And I, and I didn't get it, and I'm like, I don't get this, and it's stupid that you guys, Kathy, I'm, this is stupid. Yeah. Uh, this is stupid that you guys like this so much, and I blame myself for that, so. Oh, you, okay, you were just saying me, because I think everything's stupid. Yeah, not exactly, specific. yes. Oh, no. I don't know if you remember, but actually, I told you about Nick, about Mumford & Sons, and you had yet to, to hear about them, and I was like, you got to listen to it, this is this is you, and you're going to love it, and yeah. you did. And I did, and I went and saw him at the Electric Factory, I was totally jazzed about it, it was a great showcase, he was there as well. Came in the next day, talked about how awesome it was, and Preston crapped all over my feelings. <laughs> you know? Because you were mad that I enjoyed something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, not that you enjoyed something. <laughs> you were. You resented my enjoyment of, of music. I I was, I, I yes. Yes. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. Of, of something that I was like, really, is this that big a deal? And you're making this big of a deal about it? So, but, you know, it's, yes. my, it's one of my shortcomings, you know? Mm-hmm. So, But that uh, particular concert that we were at, Dr. Dr. Toboggan was there. I remember seeing him. He yeah, was right. so drunk, man. He was hammered. Uh, but uh, I was walking out of the building, 
as they started to play a song that I had never heard before. Wasn't oh, that's it? right. It was a song called Below My Feet. Yeah. Holy shnikes. That is a beautiful song. All right. We got to hurry up here. Okay. Uh, number four on the list Who's is... That number four? Is you two. Come on. I... I don't know what people to say. love to hate them. They really do. No, and, I, I, and, and, I don't get it. I'm not surprised that this is on the list. I don't get it either. Yeah. I, I guess it's because they got so dominant in the world of music, and their tours were so huge and an event when they would yeah. come to town that the people who didn't get it were very vocal about. Do you think they were hurt pressed by being labeled initially as the Irish Spin Doctors? Maybe that was yeah. it. Maybe that's what did it. But they're in my they're in my top five bands of all time. Maybe three uh, of all time. All right, uh, and then the other ones we already covered. So. We we yeah. don't need to spend a lot of time on them. Uh, yeah, number three is Creed. We were won over by Scott Stapp when he came by here. It yeah. was after he got he had his meltdown and everything, and he turned it around, and he he got. He understands why people beat up on his vocal style, and he was a nice guy. And let's not forget that he did a, uh, an album where they were doing Doors covers with Robbie Krieger, and, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and uh, he sang a couple songs. Did, did a pretty good job. I'm sorry, but this song is great, and I love it. Yep. So, there. Uh, number two on the list is Limp Bizkit. We already covered I all think of we can that. Agree that they suck, right? And yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. This, I like this song. There's like break stuff sometimes. And I like cookies. Puts me in the right mood. Uh, and then uh, number one on the list is Nickelback. And Nickelback is just easy to beat up on. But you can't deny that they write really hooky, really catchy stuff that sells like crazy. And they get it. And they get it as yeah. well. So anyhow, uh, we have to take a break because we've got an interview in 10 minutes. But thank you for sitting through the most hated bands, according to science, discussion on the Preston and Steve show. Let's take a break and come back in a moment because we're going to have actor Walton Goggins on the show. We will be right back with him. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. So, we do have your chance to win a Secret Text Word prize today. And today, we are giving away a virtual world premiere of Coming to the Number 2 America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so text word secret three nine three three three. So I was uh, watching an interview with Eddie Murphy, and he was describing the whole idea about w- doing the movie. And he said he wanted the movie. They they waited until the script felt like a logical, direct sequel. Like there weren't like everything seemed right. Like like you would think if you were to put them back to back that you were just watching the same movie. And there was a flash forward time okay. wise. It was very important to have all those elements in the first one. And he has it. Yeah, I'm dying to see uh, the cameos, uh, oh, yeah. especially from maybe some people who were bit players. <clears throat> excuse me, in the first film, yeah, uh, who have been uh, called back for another run at it. But I just, I hope it's good. Please let it be good. Please, I know. We, we yeah. need a good comedy, and we need a good comedic sequel because sometimes they just they botch it. They kind of kill it for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to it. So we have a chance to win. Uh, text the word "secret" to three nine three three three. And we'll see if you win a little bit. We still kind of in a holding pattern case. Yeah. Do you want to listen to the corn scream and the Billy Madison mashup by any chance? There's a corn scream and Billy Madison matchup? Yeah. Okay, here we go. It right. only Oh, my God. That's great. I love it. Yeah, Do it again. We were, we were talking that. about uh, Jonathan Davis <laughs> maybe being the Adam Sandler of the rock world. with the... <laughs> And here we go. Oh, my God. 
god, that's great. That's awesome. Is that the same one? Because there were two. Do we want here? There's another one. I don't know. I don't know what this one is. Marissa's on hold right now. Let's try it. Oh, I see. Okay. I like okay. the other yeah, one better. Yeah. She yeah. rearranged it and uh, and interspersed <laughs> them in there. Oh, that's that's outstanding. We need to do that with more. I think so. With uh, more screams. Okay. We have a whole roster of Billy Matt. I mean, of uh, Adam Sandler scream. Uh, by the way, I want to mention this thing. Um, I had, I, had uh, I think we gave some of these away or screenings for this the other day. But uh, Long Live Rock, yeah. uh, celebrate the chaos. A uh, new rock documentary exploring the culture and live concert experience of hard rock music. And, in fact, there was a clip of a hailstorm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey, if you could have that playing their cover of uh, Long Live Rock from The Who. Yeah, it's damn good. Uh, here's that. can sing, man. Yeah. Uh, she is outstanding. So, uh, anyhow, uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of names. Uh, Lars Ulrich, uh, Sully, uh, Erna, Lizzie Hale will be in that as well. Jonathan Davis, who we just yeah. played a little clip from. Zach Hootie. Wild and many others. Hootie's not in oh, okay. uh, Thursday, March 11th at uh, 8 p.m. And there's a Q&A afterwards. So, you can pre-order the tickets now uh, for Long Live Rock. Celebrate the chaos. Just nine ninety nine. You can do that at WMMR.com. Yeah. Our guest is ready to go, and we are excited to speak to him. He's been in so... <laughs> Many movies and TV shows that we're huge fans of, uh, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, Lincoln, uh, Shanghai Noon, um, well, Ant-Man Ant and Wasp, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy, I got a whole list here, yeah. Predators and Fat Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got to talk to him about that. Absolutely. But he is here to discuss The Unicorn, which you can catch, by the way, tomorrow night, 9.30 on CBS3. Please welcome Mr. Walton Goggins yeah. to our program. Walt, Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good to be here. We're doing great. We've been very excited to talk to you because, you know, like I said at the top, you've been in, in so many great things that we've seen uh, throughout the years. But I, I did want to ask about, you know, Unicorn because of all the film roles you've done, and obviously you've done television as well, and we always like to ask this, is it is it nice to kind of have a 9-to-5 a gig for a little while when you're doing a TV show? I, I got to tell you, you know, um, I, I have spent, like so much time like on couches like i'm joking but after like doing some of this stuff it, it stays with you you know yeah. if you care about it you got to go through it and and if, if you believe it they'll believe it and you can't believe it unless you go there emotionally and and it is so nice to to segue into this world for a bit which which also has high stakes don't get me wrong some of these days that are like are as hard as any other days because yeah, I take it just as seriously, really. Um, but uh, it's not. There's nobody phoning anything in here. This is about you know going through on in, on this level. You know what what these uh, setbacks and triumphs are to these people. So and and you'll see like like tonight, really quickly uh, to our tomorrow night's episode. It is you know this is about your your child uh, going through pain. Yeah, you know your child having mm. a tough time, and God, if if I have a ten year old, and when he hurts, 
I hurt worse than I've ever hurt in my life. And that's just kind of the way that it is. And, but I love it, guys. I love going to work every day. Well, it, it is, by the way, just so people realize, it, it's a comedy. It's a funny show, but it resonates. The way the way the shows, CBS, of course, has a pedigree with a lot of these series where, where it'll, it resonates as true and there, there's issues that can be explored that, that hit with you. But I, I have to say, when I, uh, Walton, when I heard that you were going to be a part of the show, we've known you for so long as, as these badass characters and these dark dudes and these... You know, and, and, you know, a lot of times you're the guy we're, we're supposed to hate. And I'm thinking, you know, can, is this something that he's going to be able to do? And you're great at it. Your, 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 your emotional core, the whole thing, you know, that your, your, um, your character who's the focus of the show, um, has to have that. And, and, and it comes across your humanity is, is so much there. You're a, um, in, in classic terms, a unicorn, or not in classic terms, but in the new th- line of thinking, a unicorn, you're a successful widower who is a very good parent. And so this makes you very attractive to women. And so you are the unicorn, the legendary, the fabled um, a beast, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, But you have a great ensemble. But the show does, and my wife and I were surprised, how um, how much emotion is attached to it? And is that what drew you to it? You know, it was the possibility of that. And and in the conversations that I had with the, the writers, and the, one of the producers is uh, Peyton Reed, who directed Ant-Man and the Wasp. And, mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of came to this experience. And it's and the show is based on their best friend, um, you know, who, who had lo- lost his wife to cancer. And I, I, we, I know a number of people, like a version of this has kind of happened to. And I said to them, I said, listen, it's going to be funny. This is going to be so funny. Like you, you, you'll you'll laugh out loud. But when it lands, it's going to land, and and you know it's going to land on network television, kind of in this way. And I'm not going to shy away from it. And that's the only way that I know how to do it. And uh, and they said, Walton, we just want what you're selling. Like that's that's what we. So want. so they've let you and, be. They've uh, let you be active in 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 at least the, the the tone of the show. You're 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 an active participant in how the show plays out. An active participant from from the top to the bottom. Okay, yeah, it was a collaboration from the from the not from the very beginning. They they had written the pilot, right? But then once I signed on, we just kind of talked about well, what are we really saying here with this pilot? And changed a bunch of things. And I, you know, look, everybody in this cast, like Rob Cordry, has been a friend of mine for fifteen years. I I, I can't. I begged them all to be here, <laughs> and I said, listen, I I promise you, it might say the unicorn, but it's going to be about all of us. Like and and because every one of these people have had their own shows and have been in tons of movies and they can have be the lead of their own show now. But I don't believe in numbers on a call sheet anymore. Right. You know, I'm 40, I'm 49 years old. I'm a father and I see the forest for the trees and I win if everybody wins. And, uh, and, and, and everybody has just, uh, you know, come into these characters and, and the writers have explored our personalities and we, we are kind of these characters. I mean, I, I am kind of Wade in my own personal life, which no one has ever really had. Uh, I've never had an opportunity to be. And, uh, and so we're just really proud of it. I'm very happy for you. Listen, Walton, you've, you've proven yourself to be such a dynamic actor. You've had so many great roles, so many characters. You can play a number of different things. So you must get a ton of offers to do things. And I can't imagine what, what it must be like sifting through that stuff. So I can imagine somebody sitting down and say, hey, Walton, stay with me on this. You're a hitman that's hired to kill Santa Claus. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> you know what, man? I, I like literally, I said, uh, I read that script and it's the Nelms brothers. Uh, they're out of, out of Texas. 
But I, I read that script and I thought, yep, I'm about to go. I'm about to go kill Santa. <laughs> you are so. <laughs> you are so good, Casey and I were just talking. There, there's a scene in. The, in the movie where you're, you're you're picking up some stuff in a store and there's a woman who's bothering you because it's sort of a road trip too. You're on the road. I loved it. By the way, my wife who doesn't like anything violent loved the movie and thought you were great in it. Uh, but there's a scene where this woman is kind of being very friendly and you say, you know, you remind me of my mother. She didn't know when to shut the F up either. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You have a favorite line that you've, because uh, that is that is a classic line. <laughs> Uh, thanks, gentlemen. Thank you so much, man. I mean, I've gotten to say some good lines, man. Like, I've gotten some good lines over the course of my tenure of doing this. And uh, and so there's some great ones in there. I I, I, I love that movie so much. It's so much fun. I tell you, it, it's going to be. But my fact that my wife sat down and got hooked up into it and the fact that your character had some nuance. But that's something that you do. You've done with The Shield and Justified and all the characters. When you are, and it's what you excel at, a character that's just a mustache-twirling villain is nothing, is not interesting. But when you can read a bit of, okay, I sort of understand where this guy's coming from, then that's when it hits. You're talking about having things land, and that's what you seem to excel at. Uh, you know, that's what I, that's what I, I gravitate towards, ab- absolutely. And if it's not there, then I'll try to bend it there um, uh, for the for the reasons of uh, – I don't think anyone wants to just wa- watch a villain. I mean, those people don't exist, yeah. really. I mean, there are – they do, you know, but, but I think for all of us, like on any given day – you know, we're we're a good guy and a bad guy, or a good good woman and a bad woman. That, that's just that's the nature of life, and and if you can kind of find it in art, kind of in that way, then that's when I think you truly are able to convey uh, a, a meaningful story. And and that's um, I've been lucky enough to to kind of do that over the course of my career, and 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 hope. And I'm not done talking. No, no. I mean, and honestly. Yeah, I look, let me compliment you I go one more time because we're going to remind and send people towards the unicorn. The fact that you're 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 in essence playing a straight man for, for you know who's reacting to a lot and you're allowing this to happen. The you know it, 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 the performance is great. It resonates. Your your ensemble cast is terrific. It's a smartly written show and not the kind of stuff that that is is very cookie cutter. And my wife and I really enjoy it. And it, it's something to check out. This is season two. Do we know what the status is for a season three? I, th- I think we're looking good, gentlemen. Right. I, think, I think we're looking real good. All yeah. right. Yeah. Awesome. Listen, we're very Thank happy. Thank you so much for talking. Absolutely. We're so happy for your success, and we'll, we'll talk to you down the road, Walton. Thanks for coming on. You got it, y'all. Okay. Excellent. Good Walton morning. Goggins, yeah. guys. Nice. nice He's dude. excellent, man. Yeah. I've been thinking about uh, acting and how I can't do it. <laughs> um, I was actually, I forgot what I was watching, and, and but I but I like watching Outside of getting caught up in the actual story and and what's unfolding on screen as far as the um, the film or, or show goes, I will try to analyze what they're doing in the realm of acting. Yeah, right. And just and and I think what it comes down to uh, why I could never do something like that is facial expressions, uh, because you have to deliver the line right. with the proper inflection and all that. I might be able to do that, but to add to it. A, a sense of surprise on your face, of confusion, of whatever that emotion is. It's so well damn hard to do. And a good director can can help massage that. But but the um like Lee Strasberg and and you know who taught Pacino and and it was mm-hmm. a great you know actors um uh, actors actor. 
Um, you know, less is more on film, and a mm-hmm. lot of people don't 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 get that. But there are, I'll tell you, like with him as as Hyman Roth in in The Godfather Two. It's a very you know, the very little subtle gestures that he's doing are, are something. But I think if you want to see kind of like what I consider a, an amazing subtle performance in The Deer Hunter, Meryl Streep. You know, she, there's a scene where she's uh, she's working in this in this market, and she's you know putting cans up on a shelf, and she's doing the deal, and and she's just overwrought, you know, at a certain point. And it's but there's little subtle things that just kill you. You know, you can remember in a performance mm. a turn or a look or an, you know, yeah. and and when they do those film retrospectives, and you know, the, or like the Kennedy Center honors, and they go they'll go through some an actor's career, yeah. and you can see where it happens. Yeah, that's I mean, the people who do it and do it that well. Are, are a rare breed. Well, there's an old saying that goes, you know, acting is doing, right? Yeah, so yeah. when, you know, actors don't act, they just do. And um, when you see it done well, like, it's just it's just so seamless. And, you know, Steve, you and I were talking off air uh, earlier this morning about stand-up comedians and yeah. how precise they are in their acts and, and how, you know, even just the subtlest things that you see them do on stage. And this, I think, you know, also translates to acting as well. Those little things that you just think are like these... You know, throwaways. natural throwaways and yeah. naturals like they are. You know, these actors will write that into yeah, what they're, they're doing. They are intended. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a little <laughs> or a, you that's know? why that's why comedians quite often will will can can become solid actors. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That's, that's because why, essentially that's what they're yeah, doing. They're, they're acting doing, up yeah. on yep. on stage. Yeah. It's uh, it's impressive stuff. So, um, I've uh, you know a couple things I could clean out a couple of stories the from coupler? the junk oh, store. Is that right? It's not the coupler. <laughs> The couple is the latest character who joins disparate stories together in the, a yeah, theme. Yeah, coupler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah a couple. <laughs> Can I ask a question for you? <laughs> no, we will never stop playing that. <laughs> no, no, clip. no, that's not okay. a question. All right. We were talking about um, uh, coming to America, yeah. to, to America earlier, yeah. and, and President, you were lamenting that there haven't been a lot of great comedy sequels lately, right? Mm. <clears throat> I fell down into a YouTube hole last night of uh, outtakes from Anchorman 2. I liked Anchorman I was too. Just are you serious? I was just watching that last night. As okay, well. and then it prompted me to watch Anchorman too. I think it's funny, and I yeah. think it's underrated. And the first time I watched it, maybe I was hoping it would be more like the original or whatever. Uh, but I was dying watching the outtakes last night. So my question <laughs> was: Is Anchorman two a good sequel? You know what I like actually better than Anchorman two is the Anchorman two. Redo. I never so saw Adam it. McKay released the secondary takes from Adam from uh, from Anchorman Two. Now there's the Anchorman Two outtakes are effing hilarious. There's dying. a sequence where he sticks his leg out. Do you know that yes. scene? Yes, and he's talking about his <laughs> member and and uh, male fluids and yeah. Paul Rudd and Steve Carell just can't stop laughing, and it's because Farrell. He goes, so he sticks his leg and goes, goes, feel that. Tell me that doesn't feel like a C. Uh-huh. And so Paul Rudd just goes, he starts up. He goes, no, no, man, it feels like your leg. Uh-huh. And they they go down this thing, and he talks about uh, he he pleasured himself to Mrs. Buttersworth, yeah, and uh, he said that he sprayed down on himself the way the, the Mount Vesuvius sprayed down mm. on the uh, Palm the, the Pompeii. of Pompeii, yeah. Uh, I never saw uh, Anchorman 2. I was, uh, I I didn't want any more Anchorman. I loved Anchorman and I didn't want any more of it. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. 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 It took me a while. I never went, I never saw it. But if you get a chance, these outtakes, they just, they floored me. Okay. Um, what was your question? I forget. Do you love him? Oh, is Anchorman 2 any good? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Comedy sequels. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
See, the coupler could have joined that together with something else. Uh, no, I'm going to couple it with something else. Right. Uh, a woman named Jasmine Harrison of England has become the youngest woman to row solo across the ocean. Traveled 3,000 miles in 70 days, 3 hours and 48 minutes. 21 years old. That's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, she's from, uh, from North Yorkshire. Now, uh, she had an engine on the boat, <laughs> but it's still no less impressive. Uh, she set sail from the Canary Islands on December 12th, and then she uh, she landed where we've been, Antigua. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday for Don't the... Don't tell me there was a horrible Jimmy Buffett concert. Well, we were there was Anguilla. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I thought it was Anguilla. It's on the same. Antigua. Antigua's Where is Antigua ABC. versus Anguilla. It's also in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but it's All not. Right. They're calling it the new Anguilla. Anguilla's <laughs> right next to St. Martin. Yes, it is. Yeah. There's Antigua's also Dominica and Dominican. So there are similarly named countries. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My neighbor, uh, fun fact, is uh, is from Dominica. Really? So I just thought you might want to know that. <laughs> I do. I ne- to be honest, you. I've never heard of Dominica. It's an yeah. island, uh, and the Dominican Republic is on Hispaniola, which is <laughs> occupied by <laughs> Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Okay. Two very different places. Which is weird because they speak French in Haiti and uh, Spanish in the Dominican, right? Yeah. And they and, speak uh, French on St. Martin, yeah. too, right? And Dutch. It's, and Dutch. It's Ooh. divided. Remember Ooh. when you uh, were gambling on that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And then your credit card got yeah, flagged. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can't take any more money out? Mm. Rochelle, why did I get a call at 2.30 in the morning from the credit card company? Uh, why do you think? <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, she landed in Antigua on Saturday, and uh, she works as a swim instructor and bartender wow. and described the arduous achievements crossing the Atlantic as, quote, everything I wanted to wanted it to be. If you can swim and mix drinks at the same time, wow. that is amazing. That's a talent. Uh, she said, there's nothing like it. Actually, getting away from everything. Social media, bad news from literally everything. Uh, she had decided, she made the decision she was going to do it in 2018. And then uh, she decided to go for it uh, this past year. Her only companion was a talking porpoise. Oh, right? I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I wonder, uh, I would I like to s- <laughs> I would like to see what that boat looks like on the inside. Case, uh, so the our, our, our friends uh, who rode uh, from the Kraken, um, the Kraken yeah. yes, they, uh, those, it's a, it's a long, obviously it's a, a protected area you can get into. They're usually able to uh, capsize and rewrite themselves. Uh, they keep it lean and mean, but um, yeah, and of course the oars are are tremendously you know long and and uh, it's 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 a modded outfit, but it's pretty cool. She would row and sleep in two hour shifts. Hmm. Mm. How could you do that, man? Well, row half your body sleeps and the other half rows and sleep for two hours and then get up and do it again. Oh, it's hard, God. man. Uh, it was a twenty one foot rowboat named Argo. Uh, and she said meeting wildlife, especially whales and dolphins, along the way uh, was one of the coolest things. where are you going? Uh, I'm going to America, Mr. Whale. We'll have a great time. <laughs> a friendly whale. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Best be safe. Yeah. Can I take a look in that thing? That's very small. Uh, though competitors in such races often survive off My of- dong's bigger than that. Off of field rations, uh, Harrison favored cookies and chocolate. Was a whale? It's a pencil? Is that what uh, that said? Dork. Dork. Yeah. Yep. She said, I think I ate uh, 40 kilograms of chocolate. Um, Why? Uh, uh, it's it's a good energy source. Is it? Yeah. 
Yeah, she was just, uh, and, and she, look, she was burning a gazillion yep. calories. And she was gallons. sponsored no, just, by Godiva. <laughs> gallon. She was burning a gazillion uh, calories. I just wonder why chocolate. I didn't know that that was a good energy source. By the because way, she, ice cream will melt. <laughs> she did suffer a setback. Uh, she uh, Her boat capsized while she was asleep, causing her to injure her left elbow about 100 miles oh, from the Oh, while she was line. asleep. That's right, good. right. But, so, uh, so the, but obviously when you go to sleep, you go into the, the, um, the compartment. So if it does roll over, so she flipped over inside the compartment. Uh, yes, yeah. but uh, she was okay and she made it. Speaking of ice cream. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that yeah. in the junk drawer? No, no. 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 It's the I, coupler. I went to the uh, went to the grocery store yesterday. Oh, did you look for your ice cream and it was gone? No, 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 no. Came home. I bought, and, and uh, that was, I'm, I'm watching what I'm eating during the week. So I, so I bought these um, Weight Watchers uh, fudge bars, which are really good, by the way. And they're only like 80 calories right. each or something like that. So anyhow, I buy them. I get home. Um... Put the stuff in the kitchen. I'm like, I need to go lay down for a while. I got to take a nap. I was just gotten home right. from work and went, lay down, take a nap. Hour later, come back downstairs. I had thought I put everything away. Oh man! In the oh, yeah. uh, in the <gasps> fridge. The dogs? No, I just I they melted, man. Oh. I'm like, Milkshake. Is it, is it ruined at that point? It is. Yeah. It refreezes yeah. differently. It refreezes. Right. The consistency is not as um, as whipped type. It, it, yeah. it sucks afterwards. When you let ice cream melt and then refreeze it, it sucks. It's like so microwave there, french fries, you there, know? There is the low-cal, like Halo, I think it's called, uh, like you, like a pint of ice cream is like yeah. 180 calories or 200 calories. Um, you, you can't let that melt. Mm-mm. But, however, what I do is I microwave it a little bit. You need it at just the right temperature. And then it, it, what it really is is more like a cold pudding, but it's good. Like the, the halo top here that, that we have a picture of it in the studio. Yeah, I'm familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, and it's it's good, but it's the temperature is everything. And once you get it out of its realm, it turns to crap. To me, that the, those ice creams just aren't worth it. They're not worth the calories. I'd rather just you know eat, eat the a, real thing. Eat the real thing. Go for it. Yeah, but the 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 bars that you're talking about, like uh, you know, Skinny Cow and yeah. Uh, the Weight Watchers, those ones are actually pretty decent. They're pretty solid. Yeah. All right, I got something else in the junk drawer I think you guys will find interesting. Sony confirmed yesterday it is working on the next generation of its PlayStation VR platform. Yes. <laughs> offering first details on the new hardware coming to PlayStation 5. Uh, the next-gen PlayStation VR system will offer uh, what they said in the statement, dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity and an even greater sense of presence. This is according to uh, Haidekai uh, Nishino of Sony and said that we're taking what we've learned since launching uh, PSVR on PS4 to develop the next-gen VR system that enhances everything. Uh, so I, lo- I love the PSVR, and, I, and you just picked up the um, Oculus as well, Preston. Oh, it's great. The units are great. Yep. We're, the stuff that you can do on them is great. Uh, for for the PS4 and for the PlayStation realm, you're getting these games that are absolutely modified for this stuff, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. they're the content creators, and that's what makes it worthwhile to get this. It is pretty amazing to put that on and and be immersed in a world. In a, and, yeah, and you're like wow. It's and like if I if I step this way, I'm falling a hundred feet down to the ground. I'll you know tell what you mean? what what is a, is a difficult one is the Iron Man game. Mm-hmm. It's not a very good game, but it does replicate. The sensation of flying like Iron Man. So what it does cause you to do, though, is lean. And so you've got to make sure that you have things all around you just for your legs to touch because the the, uh, inclination to fall 
flat on your face yeah. is constant throughout that well, game. Well, what's cool about the Oculus thing, and I tried it, is it creates a boundary for you. Yeah. Right? So you're, you're you supposed to. You can see to, it. Yeah, you're supposed to. If you get too close to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you, you know, you're obviously supposed to play in a, in a cleared area. Right. But it also, just in case you veer off, you know, too far right, left, uh, backwards, or It'll forwards. It'll send you back, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, this, uh, this kind of virtual wall will pop up yeah. in front of your face. You're like, oh. I'm I'm not in the room where I need to be, and so you move, which is pretty cool. So maybe that's something they'll include in the VR five, yeah. uh, the PS five VR. Uh, they said uh, Sony is working on a new controller that will incorporate some key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with a focus on great ergonomics. Uh, they said that um, it won't launch this year. It will, however, Steve. You said you were they were trying to go wireless. They said will connect to PS five with a single cord. Uh, to simplify setup and improve ease of use, so there is going to so be an they're, attachment. They're modifying it, modifying it down, but uh, when they get cordless on my ass, that'll be great. Yep, absolutely. So that is something to look forward to. All right, here's another story uh, in Texas. Obviously, they've been hit with this winter storm, and they don't know what to do with snow and all of that stuff. You've seen that, but now uh, TikTok. And sometimes I hate TikTok. Oh, I yes, it. it's horrible. Uh, it's and, and wonderful. Full of videos spreading the false claim that the snow there is fake and was engineered <laughs> by the government. Oh, okay, yeah, there's a lot of misinformation that is being spread via TikTok. And, you know, my kids and just are, social media in general. Yeah, yeah. My, but my, you know, my kids are on TikTok, so they're younger, they're more susceptible to this stuff, and mm-hmm. they will come to me and say, oh, did you hear that, you know, so-and-so or this and that? And I'm like... That is not true. I know. Many of the videos show someone burning a snowball with a match or a lighter, and when the flame hits the snow, it fails to melt. (laughs) The TikTokers claim this indicates that the snow is abnormal, but in reality, all snow apparently reacts this way. Through a process called sublimation, the solid snow turns into a gas when you hold a flame up to it. Okay. I mean, honestly... I think it's viable that you could afford to cover an entire state with snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with fake snow. With fake, fake snow. snow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was one. So Tory Smith used to be a wide receiver here for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. And I guess he had gotten COVID and lost his sense of taste and, and smell. Mm-hmm. And there was a TikTok video that said, it, it, you know, it basically if you took a, I think it was a, an orange and you cook the orange on a, you know, over a flame, you cooked it all the way around, and then you took and you cut it in half, and then you mixed it up with something else. It would give you your sense of taste back. And so he did this just to see, and right. he's like, "No, nah, this is not true." It's right. you know, but I think uh, really though, there is probably <laughs> loads of useful medical advice on TikTok. Right. Well, I will say uh, there is there are loads of um, you know things that you can do in the kitchen that yeah. uh, we've learned on TikTok. And uh, Kathy and I took the elevator today, and there was one uh, thing on the elevator that we have tried. The screen on the uh, elevator there. Yes, uh, the uh, the elevator teaches you things on yeah. our on our way up to the fourth floor here, and it is uh, this this feta dish that is really delicious. And as a result, I think feta is harder to find in the supermarkets these days because of the elevators. Because of, no, because of this TikTok recipe oh. that includes feta cheese, uh, tomatoes. Here. What's that, Kathy? I just bought some two days ago. Okay. There well, was, we went to loads go, of it. We went to get it the other day, and we couldn't. Okay. Yeah. All right, so what is it? Uh, so it's feta, uh, tomatoes, olive oil, and then you bake that, right? And as that is baking in the oven, you just take some bow tie pasta or whatever, you cook that up, and then you just then mix you hit it the together. floor number. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to bake it? Yeah, you bake the feta. You bake yeah. the feta. 
Bake the feta. Bake, bake the feta. <laughs> that's a band name. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm writing that down. Uh, we or, are or, Bake the Feta. Or it could be uh, it could be like a mob name. Yeah. Hey, go ask Bake the Feta. And <laughs> Bake the Feta. What do you bake the feta? <laughs> um, okay, we're watching it now. Uh, do, you, do you have time for another TikTok thing, Preston? Yeah, sure. Uh, there is a. It's another big thing on TikTok now. A TikToker collected what he uh, believes to be a, um, a vocal tick that mm. Jennifer Aniston has. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Apparently, this is this is apparently resurfaced. This right. is this is old news, but right. it's now finding new light. And it she kind of clears her throat when she's as a comedic tool, right? When she's about right. to speak. So is this a montage of uh, that? It's a montage oh, of this. All right, yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> That middle part sounded kind of hot. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, she she apparently and uh, the pulp is going to address that uh, later on. I guess yeah. so. So <laughs> yes, it's uh, concerning the Jennifer Aniston the vocal take. It's okay. Uh, let's see. So t- uh, so we'll move on. German beach volleyball stars Carla Borger and Julia Sude. S-U-D-E, Sud, pretty, uh, have said that they will boycott a tournament in Qatar because it is the only country where players are forbidden from wearing bikinis on court. And and a volleyball, beach volleyball, yep. beach volleyball bikini is virtually non-existent. Yep, it's pretty small. Yeah. Was this um, uh, for an upcoming tournament or for the Olympics? It's an upcoming tournament. It's a tournament. tournament. Okay, yeah. so the Olympics yeah. are there in two, three years, four years, whatever. No, the Olympics or yeah. the World Cup? No, oh, crap. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's yeah, because the Olympics are in China. Japan. Japan. <laughs> you know? Japan. Yeah, Japan. Japan, This well, they might be in China as well, but the Summer Olympics this year that were supposed to be last year okay. are in Japan this year, maybe. Okay. Uh, then I misread something the other day because I thought there were boycott. There were, there were calls to boycott uh, well, uh, Olympics because of the... Uh, uh, Chinese treatment of... Uh, Uyghur Muslims. Yeah. That might be Winter Olympics next year. Okay, so that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. All right. Uh, anyhow, um, they said that uh, we are there to do our job, but are being prevented from wearing our work clothes. This is really the only country and the only tournament where a government tells us how to do our jobs, and we are criticizing that. Uh, they're hosting the FIVB World Tour event, but strict rules about on-court clothing have led uh, the World Championship Silver medalist Borger and her doubles partner sued to shun the event. Uh, so it's that important to them. And I wonder if that does affect their their play at all. Well, they, know? they'd have them playing in, in basically like uh, uh, sweatpants. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they said, you know what they said, because it gets so hot there. Yeah. Uh, that that is their reason behind it. I mean, that. if you're used to playing, and they're based, honestly, they're basically, there's just a thin bit of fabric yeah. on the lower half. But also, they're also prancing around and, and and you know they're 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 going hardcore. I mean, you've got to. Uh, oh yeah, you don't want to be restricted in any way. Yeah. So I mean, the original Olympics <clears throat> were played in the nude. Yes. You Those know? guys would do all that running. Yeah. With and their jumping completely naked, balls bouncing all over the place. place. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we need to go old school. I don't know. Um, so they wow. are. Thrasos's balls were really swinging on that one. <laughs> Can you imagine Usain Bolt running that fast? <laughs> oh, my God. Going to have to caution people in the front row. You're going to want to cover your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> in case you have a ball bounce off your retina. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have another story. Oh, you were right. It's so the, uh, the 2022 Winter Olympics are in uh, China. Okay. I got the, uh, the, the um, season wrong. Uh, I thought this was a really nice story. 
a gentleman named Calvin E. Tyler Jr., uh, unable to pay his tuition back in 1963, dropped out of Morgan State College and took a job as a truck driver as one of the first 10 UPS drivers in Baltimore in 1964. And on Monday, Tyler and his wife, Tina, pledged to give $15 million to Morgan State University to help other students struggling to pay for their education, bringing their lifetime pledge to $20 million that they've donated to this university. That's amazing. How did he come by all this money? Um, by he, not delivering the packages? No, no. Oh. But I'll, I'll, let me. I'll, I'll do his background in a moment. But um, Tyler said, "We never forget where we can't come from." I know yeah. Baltimore, and I know that there are promising, brilliant, intelligent young men and women. My wife and I have the resources to help. Uh, Tyler's gift is the largest private donation from any alumnus in the university's 154-year history. That's amazing. And is believed to be the largest alumni contribution to any historically black college or university. Um, and it's the fifth time that they've donated. They up it every year how much they donate. Um, Tyler and his wife were born and raised in Baltimore, and they still refer to the city as their hometown. Now they split between their houses in Las Vegas and Northern California. Tyler, the first in his family to attend college, graduated from City College and enrolled at Morgan State in 1961 to study business administration. Uh, these days, the philanthropist jokes that he can't remember how many credits he had earned. <laughs> he left in 1963, but has since been awarded an honorary degree. At UPS, he, he started off as a driver. Just as a driver. Rose through the ranks, taking advantage of every corporate seminar that he could get to. There you go. And moving with his wife, Tina, eight different times around the country. And by the end of his career, 1998, he was the senior vice president of operations. So how wow. how amazing wow. is that? How amazing what a story. that commitment, that hard work, and it paid off in, in, in and, and obviously it's paying off for students who are benefiting from their largesse. Uh the first black member of the UPS board of directors. So what what a hell That's unbelievable. Story. Listen, I'll tell you another uh pretty wild story, and especially with the Black History Month, and you guys may be familiar with it, but I was not I sat down and this movie was starting and I and I just felt like watching it. Um, and it is called uh, Oprah Winfrey's in it, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Lacks. Yeah, it's about okay. Yeah, I did you know that story? Not until that movie came out, and so the movie's a little bit older. Yeah, it's yeah. in 2017, I think it came out or yeah. something like that. So she, uh, Henrietta Lacks, was this woman who went into John Hopkins in in Baltimore. Yes, um, she had cancer and she was going in for treatment, and they took a uh, a cell sample from her. And apparently her cells were the first time that human, was it cancer cells or, or specific kind of cells, could reproduce outside the body. And they were able to massively reproduce this. And because of that, they had these human cells they they could test pharmaceuticals on. And Steve, when I tell you, from that point on, from that year, whatever, the 1960s that that was, where she her cells were used for almost every single medical important medical wow discovery in the world of pharmaceuticals ever made were because of her and because it was the 1960s and it was you know a different time then the family got they didn't get any of the credit right, they, right. They, they didn't get anything they were they were they were kind of you know shoved to the corner they were lied to all this horrible stuff happened in that regard but this woman is is responsible for chemotherapy aids treatments yeah. uh, almost anything you can possibly think of is absolutely incredible story and one that i had never heard of and was really glad that i saw it it's worth a look if you get a chance it's a good movie and it's, it's complex because 
Oprah's character has all kinds of uh, emotional problems. There are several people in the family, and there was history of abuse and all these other things. So my wife was aware of it because she had read mm-hmm. the book, and uh, she recommends anybody to to read it uh, if you're a reader and uh, you like nonfiction. Uh, it's just an amazing story. Yeah, it's something else. So if you get a chance, uh, check that out. All right, anyhow, I think that's all we're going to go through in the oh. junk drawer right now. I'm sorry. We'll have more soon. There was one... Oh. Audio cut. I didn't know if you wanted to get to here or maybe. It, does it have to do with music news? It might just go with music news. Yeah, is it a rock star? Yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna. Oh, that's okay. what I'm gonna play. Right, so right. we, we do have that coming up. So uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay put because the bizarre file is on the way next. Pierre in the Zoom room with Brian Johnson chatting about ACDC's 17th album. Plus, Taylor Momsen talks to Preston and Steve about the latest Pretty Reckless record. Click contests for your chance to win $250 and a mini vacation in Vermont with our busy resolution season poll. Pick up some busy hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C at a retailer near you. By the way, somebody insistently wants to know, Casey, what, and I've forgotten the title of it, the, the new Junk Drawer song. Do we remember the name of that song? Boom, 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 boom. Are you the one? I will find it. Are you the one? Is that it? I don't know. I would need a definitive answer. I do not know for sure. All right, well, look that up. Am you the one? And let me get rid of the traffic bed, and then we'll do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. They are safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. And you can schedule their full-service program and get free seating every year. Call 800 free seed Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Yes, Casey? Is it Swing Out Sister? No. Oh, that's the artist. Or a Soulful Strut? No, that was, that was a, they used that song right. uh, in that remake, but they use it as kind of a sample. But anyway, it's. I, I, I do like Swing Out Sister, though. Is it Soulful Strut? Yeah, let's find out real Here. quick. Yep, yeah. There you go, and Soulful then, Strut. This is the, I guess, the original? Yep. All right, here we go. We're going to start with this. Kenya's... Phil Collins used to do that. I was like, meow. Oh, now there's a song. Now you're making me think of another song. Yes. Yes. Yeah, what is it? Ow. Word up. No, not word. No, it's a different... Oh, man. Come on. I'll think of it later. Uh, Kenya's wildlife agency says... May I just say that Word Up is a good song? Word Up is a good song. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Cameo did that. Yeah, That's Cameo, yeah. Up. Um, Word Up. No, now I'm thinking... Uh, uh, Ow. You know that, right? Strike it up. That's the song. My Black Box. That's a good song. See, we figured it out. And this has been the Bizarre Fire. Thank you. All right, we're going to start with this. Have a safe drive home. Kenya's Wildlife Agency says two giraffes is a terrible story. We're electrocuted on Sunday. 
when they walked into low-lying electric power oh. transmission lines. What the F are they putting power lines at uh, giraffe height? Did, exactly. Dumbasses. Those things are like 15 feet tall. That's like driving a giraffe through the Holland Tunnel. Uh, it was through the uh, Soizembu Conservancy yeah, in I western know that area. Kenya. Uh, the conservationist uh, Paula Kambubu uh, said that the power lines have been killing giraffes, vultures, and flamingos then as well. Then take them down! Advice from experts was ignored. Regulatory impact assessments are notoriously poor on many developed projects. And uh, in an earlier tweet giraffes. with a picture of two dead giraffes under the electric pole, uh, Kambubu said that the two were... Of the Rothschild giraffe species, I didn't know. Yeah, they're, they're royalty. They're various species, Rothschilds. Uh, you know what? And I'll uh, let's get this out of the way. It's another terrible story with uh, animals. Well, with giraffes in particular. Oh. A trophy hunter is facing furious backlash for posing with the heart of a giraffe that she just shot, describing the bloody organ as her perfect Valentine's Day present. Uh, Marilise Van Der Meer Infuriated Facebook users when she shared the gruesome image after her wonderful husband spent more than, and this is how she posted it, 20, wonderful husband spent more than $2,000 to make her dream come true at a South African game park. Uh, she wrote, ever wondered how big a giraffe's heart is? I'm absolutely over the moon with my big Valentine's present. Uh, she plans to use the skin as a rug, she wrote on Facebook. I uh, I don't get it. I don't trophy I hunting. Don't I effing know. get it, especially an animal that beautiful. Yeah. Uh, she brushed off uh, animal rights activists' complaints by insisting that the killing of the 17-year-old bull actually helps save the threatened species. Well, and they so they do put up money, and I get that they work it that way. But for me, regardless of how you work it in your mind. To take out something that beautiful, yeah. that's why I uh, I eat uh, Impossible Giraffe. Right. <laughs> no, I understand calls yeah. And, yeah. and hunting for... Yes, I uh, do get it. Uh, ...for food yeah. and so on, but but trophy hunting? No. no. I, 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 I can't believe it's not giraffe. Uh, I don't get it. So, I wonder if there's an organization out there will pay double whatever these a-holes will pay to... To keep it alive. To keep it alive. Yeah. Uh, Van der Murray has killed as many as 500 animals, including lions, leopards, and elephants. So she posted the photo to taunt the animal rights lobby, by the way. So oh, it was done it, in good spirit. I bet yeah. she's a fun person. Yeah. Uh, have I told you guys about this house in uh, Delco? It's Where the in, giraffes live? Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a giraffe there. Are you kidding? It's not a live giraffe, but oh. I don't know it, I don't know if it's a stuffed giraffe or... <laughs> well, if, is it full of stuffing? Well, you see it in, like, the window. It's, like, in the yeah, vestibule. We, we brought this up before. I, okay. I, is it a real living giraffe? It's no, in, but, but Casey speaks the truth because people have texted in talking about this giraffe house. That a family keeps a giraffe in their house? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's a stuffed one. I, okay. Like a fake. Like a There'd fake no giraffe. Way. Not, not, not a, a uh, is Delco zone. Is Delco, Delco zone for giraffes? Well, just this particular part <laughs> of Lan- Lanark area of right. Delco, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I bet your are... Rutledge lets you have giraffes. <laughs> no, not anymore. No. Not since the uh, giraffe Culling. tariff of uh, 1888. <laughs> giraffe tariff. tariff. Oh, you remember. They just can't afford it. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me giraffes or give me death. Dive teams were able to recover the body of a missing swimmer in an icy pond on Monday. This is in, I don't know where this is. The recovery efforts took hours. 
Uh, his name has not been made public, but authorities said that he is from the area. First responders from several towns were called to the small reservoir near a cranberry bog. Uh-huh. Initially, authorities said that the middle-aged man had fallen through the ice, but on Monday, they told reporters he actually went into the frigid waters willingly to go for a swim, something they say he does regularly. He goes swimming in cranberry bogs? Well, in fr- in frozen ponds or in this cranberry bog. Yeah, so when his uh, friends didn't see him come out, they called 911. Rescuers were there in seven minutes but weren't able to find him. Police are still investigating why the man was unable to get out of the water. There's no sign of foul play. Multiple divers went in and uh, chainsaws were used to cut through the ice, which was five inches thick, by the way, in some spots. So maybe the guy loves swimming in, in frozen Conditions. I don't know. Uh, there are like ice swimmers and people yeah. who will go in and, and do that. Yeah, but don't do it by yourself. Or, yeah, or, or make Bring sure you have a with you. safety line or something. Uh, the divers who had gone in the water said they had issues with visibility. There are trees and stumps, and basically, it's a pond they use to flood cranberry bogs. So I think it's I, not like a pond someone would go swimming in normally. He said, "Bring a giraffe with you." Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. jump on, on the back. climb up the neck. Mm-hmm. All right, one last story, and then we'll wrap it up. A woman looking to pick up a new hobby was in for a big surprise with her latest thrift store find. The woman purchased a kit to crochet animal hats at a Seattle area thrift store. Do animals routinely wear hats? When she opened the kit, she found a suspicious looking item encased in yellow rubber with 100% written on the outside. (laughs) Police said it gave off an odor. The woman called 911, prompting officers to take possession of the suspicious package. Officials later confirmed the package contained a kilo of cocaine. Uh, wow. Police say the substance has been placed into evidence at this point. But, yeah, full kilo of cocaine. They're sure her, getting brazen with the way they transport these stuff. In her crocheting yeah. kit. All right, this note just in. Does it have to do with the animal? No. 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 Okay. The Delco giraffe? Oh, it's not strike it up. It was this, Marissa says. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't no. over yet. Now it is. Go ahead. Not the yeah. No. There's an owl. No. Yeah. 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 Was the first one strike it up? Yeah, the first one was okay. strike it up. Okay. Isn't so. that the one that goes, ooh? Yes. And this is the owl. Ow. This is the, Knight, uh, Kenny Knight all over it, man. I think they use this well in Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it. Everybody, 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 everybody. All right. And then Strike It Up was uh, this. Good, right? <laughs> Scared me a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, man. Uh, by the way, this text came in it says the giraffe people moved and they took the giraffe with them. No! Case. Oh, man, I would have bought that. 
Where in Delaware County was that? It was near the Lanark Country Club. Oh, okay. I yeah. know where that is. Uh, like either on or off of Steel Road. So would, it would be it'd be hard to just have a, a giraffe live in your foyer because it's has no, you know, the second floor is open. Right. To always have your giraffe live right in the behind the front door. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm reading these texts that are coming in as well. But, a, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of giraffe texts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's one that says, uh, anyone here about the house in Quakertown area that has a full-size replica of a freaking velociraptor? Oh, freaking velociraptor. <laughs> uh, in out the, there in Bucks County. In the wooded area in the front of their house. Freaking velociraptor. <laughs> they know anything about that? Nope. I no. do not. We may have to explore some of these things. I agree, because there's there's actually a place... That I pass on the way to uh, um, Wildwood. That I'm curious. It's a friggin' Stegosaurus. What the hell it is? Uh, All so right. Anyway. So we need to bring that. We we used to do. What All the right. f is that? All right. We'll, right. We'll yeah. come back to it. So we need time. to come back to that. Um, <clears throat> if you ever go to Elmwood Park Zoo and feed the giraffes, it's, it's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So wonderful. Fun. Wonderful. You, you, even if you're reticent, you think, "Oh, I'm not." Go do it. You'll love it. They'll right. let you feed the bison, too. They let you feed you everything. Can you one. can feed even the uh, the uh, zoo employees. I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> they just give them bok choy. But I but I know you can do the bison and, and the uh, the giraffes. Because the giraffes, they put you up on this platform. Yeah. So where their heads are, they come right up to where you are. They're, they're beautiful animals. They're just, I love them. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, see- Ow. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep Please that. Please isolate that. We need that. to keep that. Yeah. Please isolate that. <laughs> uh, so- <laughs> One more time, please. Okay, here we go. And ow! So when you see a giraffe, <laughs> yes. Right? So you know what? I want to. That it's people like that. I want to. I want to talk to that guy. That guy yeah. Like that's the only thing he did. Yeah, yeah. you do. No, no. He, he, now he runs a giraffe ow. preserve. In, oh. He runs Kenya. a giraffe preserve in Delaware ow. County. You know what he says when he stubs his toe, right? <laughs> Does he go? Ow! Yeah. No, he goes. Well, that that was uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, we have a secret text word Ow. to give away. Uh, Kathy, we need a number caller, please. Okay, 21. All right, call number 21-215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the number. If you do, Ow. you're going to win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the right caller, if you're the 21st caller, and we, you might win because we'll grab a random text or two. Ow. All right, so we're going to take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And uh, today is Wednesday. That means we're looking for our secret text word winner. And we wanted, uh, I think it was call number 21, Kathy. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, So let's go to the phones and see if we can find that person. I think it's Kevin. Hi there, Kevin. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey bitch. What? Hey, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, do me a favor and tell me what the secret text word is, please. Text word is zoned. Zoned is correct. <laughs> you got it, my man. Hang on the line because for you, sir, we have a... Oh, I know why you're playing this. I got it. Uh, a, an at-home virtual world premiere of Coming to America. Uh, the highly anticipated sequel to Eddie Murphy's hit film, the March 3rd premiere, will include interactive elements like a post-screening celebration where guests are invited to mix a cocktail 
with the guest bartender. Enjoy live music and chat about their favorite moments from the film. Coming to America launches on Amazon Prime Video March 5th, rated R, by the way. Yes! <laughs> F-U-2! Uh, we also had a winner out of Horsham, and it is Brian Pimble. Brian was the uh, random texter that we grabbed, so congratulations to you. What were you going to say, Case? I was I couldn't remember what the guy yelled to him if he if he yelled shut the f up or f you. I think he said f you because yeah. his response is f you <laughs> too. <F-U> too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're going to do today's lesson question and we're going to give away uh, a $100 Visa gift card and the question is this, the Marvel hit What If animated series will also ask the question, what if Gary Lauer had a what? <laughs> 215263WMMR. <laughs> were you listening? It was from us about 7 o'clock this morning. The Marvel What If animated series will also ask, ask the question, what if Gary Lauer had a what? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. What stories do we get today, Steve? Well, the family of Mama June Shannon, including daughter Honey Boo Boo, Reportedly very concerned after some recent missteps she's had. Apparently, Shannon has been engaging in self-destructive behavior that many feel might jeopardize her work as a medical lawyer. Oh. Hey! <laughs> former bachelorette Claire Crawley and former ex Dale Moss confirming, yes, they're back together after breaking off their engagement just a month ago. Moss says he was frightened by the thought of getting married, as well as flying squirrels. <laughs> Oh, my God. And finally, Dr. Dre expressing his feelings about his ex-wife, Nicole Young, in a new song, describing her as, quote, a greedy bitch. Dre says the lyrics just came to him one night when he was thinking his ex-wife is a greedy bitch. Wow. And that's your Hollywood Dre. All right. Thank you, Steve. All right. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, the Marvel What If Animated Series will also ask the question, what if Gary Lauer had a what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. I will go to John, see if he knows the answer. John, good morning. Is this Chris? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hear what you said, John. I couldn't hear. Uh, hot Tub, yes. Uh, That's correct. <laughs> Well done! That is the most overmodulated phone it I is, think I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. What good job! All right, John got it right, and we are going to give him a $100 Visa gift card in the second episode of the all-new epic series Superman and Lois. Clark Kent and Lois face their biggest challenge yet, partnering twin sons in today's world. Parenting twin sons in today's world. You can catch Superman and Lois in its regular time slot Tuesday at 9 p.m. only on The CW. I liked it. I I watched it last night. It was a good premiere. Nice. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right. No, not all right. No. No, it's not all right. All right, all right, all right. Oh, here's it. How? Pretty damn far from all right. <laughs> Ow. All right, I got it. It's brought to you by... Ow. News and News brought to you by Salus University. Salus University, University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professions in the country, including optometry, audiology, and speech language pathology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919. To apply, visit salus.edu. Ow. All right, so 
Travis Barker is in the CBD business. Uh, the Blink-182 drummer has launched his own line of products, which includes THC-free uh, uh, tincture. How do you say tinctures? No, tincture. You're right. What is tincture? It's like a little solution. You remember when uh, Riley and... Um Riley Cote and maybe one of his partners came in. They gave us those little bottles where that's got like a yeah. medicine dropper. That's a tincture. Oh, okay. So that's the... It's um, like a uh, dick fur. It's, it's not a dick fur. <laughs> but you sort of put it under your tongue. <laughs> I'll stop now. Like a dick fur. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a dick fur. It's a tincture. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it also a pain relief cream. According to Rolling Stone, uh, Barker Wellness is focused on three things. Sleep, maintenance, and recovery. Uh, Barker told the magazine. <laughs> you know what surprised me on this on this whole CBD stuff? And yeah. You know who's an actual vocal opponent of it all? No. Tommy Chong. He's an opponent of it. Yeah, for, uh, you figure the guy, right? Uh, 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 he he's. Well, I keep seeing those ads at the bottom that say Tommy Chong says, "Whatever you do, don't buy CBD products anymore." But I don't click on them because they're I, ads. Yeah, I, I read one that wasn't a clickbait. It was a small thing, and it could still be part of that that okay. clickbait world. But you see it all over the place. All right. Uh, so, I I it? hear good things about it. Ow. Um. <laughs> he said that. Uh, uh, Barker told the magazine the CBD was the only thing that helped him while on tour with his band, saying, I started to notice the recovery w- Recovery was an issue, especially touring for months and doing five to six shows a week. And the process became like, how do I feel with recovery? I tried everything from cryotherapy to yeah. massage therapy, but CBD was the best kind of result that I got. Uh, Barker Wellness has been two years in the making. His CBD products are vegan, cruelty-free, and made with natural ingredients. Did by you the way. you tried some of that that uh, Riley brought yeah. in, right? And yeah. Did you did you get any result from that? I, uh... I felt that I did. Yeah. I felt that I got I got some uh, pain relief in my back. Do you uh, know where so... it's also used apparently to great effect with pets, with animals, with yeah. joint issues? No kid. Yeah, I was not aware of that. Wow. So f Tommy Chong. Yeah. All right. How about this? Uh, Axel Rose uh, will be a special guest on this week's episode of. The animated Scooby-Doo and Guess Who series. How about that? Yeah. Uh, the show airs on, to that. <laughs> on Boomerang this Thursday at 9 p.m. Rolling Stone posted a synopsis of the episode when Fred, Velma, Daphne, Shaggy, and Scooby take a road trip down to Historic Route 6, or when they take one down Historic Route, tr- route 66, uh, they encounter a mysterious group of mud men who steal the mystery machine. While stranded in the desert... They check out an abandoned diner to see if they have Wi-Fi inside, Daphne's priorities, where they discover Axel, who turns out to already be buddies with Shaggy and Scooby. And as the gang dives deeper into the case, each member begins to disappear. And it is eventually up to Shaggy, Scooby, and Axel to find their friends and solve the mystery. And we have a clip from this when they meet up with Axel. Here we go. What's up, mystery gang? I was starting to think you guys were a no-show. Jinkies is singer, songwriter, musician, and total rock god, Axel Rose. What brings you to a diner on Route 66? Are you on tour? Why, no, Daph. Axel is the friend that Scoob and I came here to meet. The Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses is friends with Shaggy and Scooby? (laughs) Oh, no. Gee, Scoob, the Shaggy's been really tamped down. And, uh... 
Scooby sucks. The voice yeah. of Scooby sucks. What's wrong with you, Axel? You look like an old woman. Mm. Uh, so How'd you get so fat? Axel is uh, <laughs> is going to be in this episode, and I guess he's in a in a good portion of it. So. He, uh, they have they have a, he's kind of like an easy rider character, I guess, as yeah. himself. Yeah, a motorcycle yeah. dude. Yep. Does he eat like Shaggy and Scooby? <laughs> no. You know, I, 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 I they should have bite. him doing that. You're right. <laughs> I saw a picture of Axel very recently, and he's he's uh, he's a little leaner. All right, good yeah. for him. And uh, his hair is a little more kempt. Uh, Lamb of Gods, former drummer Chris Adler, said that he quit the band because it was toxic, adding that it was a f- it was frown town all the time. Frown town? In a recent interview, he said, we've spent 26 years in a bus, a train, a plane, and there's not much left to talk about. We've explored our friendship to the fullest. Uh, he said, as a musician, his work is all about fun. He said, but that wasn't happening in him anymore with Lamb of God. He said, I always want to have fun doing this, and we did in Lamb of God for a very long time. But it got bogged down in everything else and what we're supposed to do and who we're suppo- who we supposedly are. I love this idea about stretching it out. I'm not leaving this because I don't want to play music. And I'm not leaving this because I don't want to play the kind of music Lamb is playing. I'm leaving this because it's just toxic. He said, everywhere, everything. And I've got to be a better father, husband, person than what this is dragging me into. Now, Frown Town sounds like a, an unpleasant place. Not like Happy Hills. He has since joined Firstborn, which also includes members of uh, Megadeth and um, soci- and Black Label Society as well. He's not related to Stephen Adler, is he? I don't think so. No. Yeah, they, they didn't indicate, and I've never heard that before. Check so. Stephen Adler and say if he was born in Frowntown. Okay. Angus Young was asked if any of the rumors about Bon Scott contributing to Back in Black are true or not, including whether there's a tape of him singing... The album songs, because there's been a legend that he had written the lyrics and so on, and then he died. I'd never heard that. And they went ahead and recorded without him. Uh, Young said, no, there's never been one. He said, Bon uh, never really got the chance. It said, at the time, me and Malcolm were writing song, which became the songs for Back in Black. We were in London in a rehearsal room, and Bon had come down, too. And what used to happen was me and Malcolm would get together and get a drum kit, and Malcolm would get behind the drums sometimes, and I would get on the guitar and just tap out a riff. Or other times, Malcolm would get on the guitar, and he'd have me knock around a simple beat on the drums. Angus went on to recall, um, saying, anyhow, we were working away, and it was on an intro, which actually became uh, the intro for Hell's Bells. So Bond showed up, and Malcolm said, oh, great, Bond, you can get behind the kit, because originally Bond started as a drummer. So Bond got behind the kit, and we could try to work out this intro, uh, how we wanted to do it. So we sorted that out how we wanted, and there was, uh, and the other one was Have a Drink on Me, a riff that Malcolm was playing around with. So we worked that out into an intro and how the song was going to go. So he had Bond uh, taped to do or tapped to do a demo for that. So that was it, really. He said, if you were looking up uh, what Bond had done, it was really just to help us on those demos on the drums. So just and, very light. Yeah, he, he even said to us as we were knocking off uh, in the nighttime, he said, uh, look, we'll hook up next week. Uh, he had been working on some lyrics and stuff. We'll hook up next week, and maybe the three of us can just start going through stuff. He said, but unfortunately, he passed before we were able to do that. So. They were bondless riffs. Yeah. Mick Jagger serves as the narrator to a new clip spotlighting London's famed Royal Albert Hall. Uh, the short was being produced to celebrate the hallowed venue's 150th anniversary. It's Royal Albert Hall. In the clip, Jagger reads W.H. Auden's poem for friends only and oh. stated without a doubt, 
The Royal Albert Hall is one of the greatest concert venues in the world. Uh, the Stones frontman said of the legendary hall, wonderful memories. Once or twice it did get a bit wild with enthusiastic fans joining us on stage and almost bringing the show to an abrupt end, but we soldiered on and had a great time. The Stones played Albert Hall a total of four times, including one which was a double bill with the Beatles. Could you imagine Hell that? of a show. Uh, the Stones' final Royal Albert Hall gig on September 23rd, 1966, God. featured Ike and Tina Turner, the Yardbirds, and ended in a mini-riot, apparently. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some amazing shows there. Yeah, yep. All right, and then one last story. The Offspring <laughs> announced Let the Bad Times Roll as their next album. Uh, Noodles and Dexter released... An audio statement on Twitter that affirmed that the new record will be dropping soon. It'll be released on April 16th. Pierre will debut the title track later on this morning. Ah. So you get to hear that. Uh, Dexter says that the song is reflective of the strange times. He said, I feel like we're in a unique period in history where instead of our world leaders saying we're doing our best, it's more like they're saying F it and it's really scary. Uh, so I have the track listing here, Steve. One of these titles you're really going to react to. Uh, so Let the Bad Times Roll listing is, this is not utop- Utopia, Let the Bad Times Roll, Behind Your Walls, Army of One, Breaking These Bones, Coming for You, We Never Have Sex Anymore, uh, in, the, uh, in the Hall of the Mountain King, The Opioid Diaries, Hassan Chop. Hassan Chop. Some Looney yep. Tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gone Away and Lullaby. It's when he gets to Alibaba's yes, yeah, uh, yeah. cave. Yep. Uh, so that will be coming out on the 16th of April, and Pierre will have the title okay. track. Wow. Today. Don't they already have a song called Gone Away? Get Away. Oh, okay. Gotta no, Get Away. No, Gone Away. Oh. Um, unless this is the new song. Uh, it might be. I wouldn't play it. No, this is it. This is Gone Away. This is the old, yeah. Hold on, Marissa. When they tour now, Dexter now plays Gone Away, but he uh, goes into the audience with the piano on a spotlight, and he sings it uh, a cappella. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they're playing the title track today, so that wouldn't be it. All right, so, So yeah. I guess it's a new version of that song. Okay, oh. maybe it is. I don't really know. All right, and that's it. So what I got in uh, music news for you this morning. Let's take a break, come back in a second, get ready to wrap the whole thing up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. That is on the way, yeah, so stay there. Spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Stereo League. I'll be in the bright light, spinning around to those summer night sounds. Stereo League, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Uh, it is, uh, wow, it's 10.50. What the who? Wrapping up today's program right about now. And I would like to thank our guest we had on the show this morning. Great actor, Mr. Walton Goggins, for being yeah. on the program. Uh, his show is in its second season. Their ninth episode is coming out. It's on tomorrow night on CBS. It's called The Unicorn. And uh, he was just a very nice guy. Yeah, it's the kind of guy that hopefully, you know, when we get past a lot of this, we can get a longer interview with him because there's so much that he's in that we love. I agree. Um, you know what we're going to do in a moment here? I mean, because that, that's all we have to do for things. Is Pierre here? Because I would like to do the letter of the day. 
Let's do it. Uh, all right, Case, why don't we do this? Because okay. then I want to give uh, something. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. Oh, as in... Ow. I, I love it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Offspring. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's an Very good. Hey! $500 to give away part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve Show for another shot of 500 bucks. You can click contest at WMMR.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us, by the way? Um, how are you, man? Excellent. Man, it's beautiful. Nice day today, right? Yeah, I love that. We need it. Yeah, that weather forecast you were giving throughout the morning, uh, has proven to be, uh, correct. I love it. So, um, I want you kids to get out and go play. I think we need to do that. I think you do. It's time to go play. I think you do. Right, Kathy? Yes, that's right. Okay, wake up. Tuna lady. (laughs) Did you see her on Fox this morning yawning? I I did not. That's excellent. They caught her in full I, yawn. I did it twice, and I like kind of turned my head a little bit, and I was like, "Well, I'm not talking. There's no way yeah. I'm on. It's probably Preston." And then Mike was like, "Are we keeping you up?" I was like, "Oh, oh my no. god!" Do you know what? I'm every, sorry. There is a point in the day where I have to fight back yawning, and yes, almost well, that's what I every was single doing. time. But it's but it's when while I'm doing music news. Oh. Is that the most difficult? For you yeah, to fight I back know, the yawns? I, I am, and literally there are a few times where I'm like, dude, I feel it coming on, and I'm reading. I'm in the full, you know, middle of a story, and I feel a yawn coming out, Ow. and it's really hard to resist that when you feel it coming on. Well, so. that's what I was doing. So it wasn't like a full open mouth yawn, but I was kind of like, you know, the end of interface. So anyhow, uh, we do know you're having uh, the new Offspring on today, yeah, which is really cool. we the new Offspring in the next hour or so. We will get to that nice. uh, before the Workforce Blocks. Uh, and uh, the Blocks will contain George Thurgood, the bard of the bar room, and uh, Ghost and Sublime in the Workforce Blocks. And um, we'll get to that new Offspring. Excellent. It's going to be a great day to hang out with Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors uh, for representing today on the President and Steve Show, uh, Duncan. Uh, Doug and the official coffee <laughs> of the Preston and Steve show. Sorry, I'm sorry. They just showed a video <laughs> of, the of, of the yawn of catching uh, Kathy in the yawn. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, <laughs> busted. <laughs> uh, President and Steve show also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Salus University, the future of health science. Visit salus.edu. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we're going to have uh, magician Michael Carbonaro oh, on. He's Talk great. The Carbonaro effect. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk to him. And as we are leaving, I want to give away the last of these. I have, sorry, Bill, 10 of these to give away. <laughs> I know it sounds desperate. Sounds desperate. Uh, but I have a virtual screening pass for the Mauritanian starring Jodie Foster, uh, Tahar Rahim, Shailene Woodley, and Benedict Cumberbatch. It is tonight at 7.30 p.m. So 10 callers. You get to win right now. 215-263-WMMR. It's in select theaters now available wherever you rent movies March 2nd. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, this is Rich Pantagallo. Company's name is A Step Above Deck and Construction. We're located in Stratford, New Jersey. Most of you haven't heard of that. By Voorhees or Cherry Hill. We do any kind of deck, fencing, and some small oddball jobs. 
Our Facebook page is the best way to check out some of our work. It's a step above deck. That's plural. Mention President Steve, and we'll give you a 10% discount. Thanks, guys. Rock. Next message. For the freshest homemade cheese ravioli in all of South Jersey, it's Mateo's Pasta Products, 673 Berlin Cross Keys Road in Sicklerville, a family-owned business for over 45 years, making more than 25 incredible pasta varieties and more than a dozen homemade sauces. Try our one-of-a-kind, fresh, handmade wet mozzarella, eat-and-serve meals to go, full-fresh deli, salads, sandwiches, and more. Mateo's Pasta Products in Sicklerville. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.